Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It's going to get offended. It's just the way the world works. So to hopefully save everyone a little time and or energy, here's this. The opinions that you hear are those of the host and callers and not those of iHeartMedia, its management, or advertisers. The monsters in the morning. The monsters in the If you don't have it on your smartphone, my goodness, you got to put it on there. You'll love it because it gives you it gives you a bunch of free music. But more importantly, you get Real Radio 104.1, the entire station, everything we broadcast, you can get anywhere in the world. So it's amazing the people that listen to us around the, the, the globe on iHeartRadio. I had someone listen to us from Sweden yesterday that heard us talking about how ah. we get a kick wow. out of it when you're listening. Uh, love that, man. It's awesome. It's on iHeartRadio. I am Russ Rollins, host of the program, and with everybody this morning, we'll do this until around 11 o'clock. Here's the Goat Ripping Champion of Palago, Florida, the Big Bamboo Dirty Jim. Hello. Our producer is the Angel of Boom, Angel Rivera. Good luck. And the man on my right is Mr. Motivation, Carlos Navarro. To the top, never stop, baby. All right, I'm going to give you these telephone numbers. Uh, you, you, want, you know, Write them down and get them ready because at 7 o'clock you'll want to call. That's the pretty much the only time we take phone calls uh, you know, for the Triple uh, R segment of 7. We, you can text us all day long, uh, but here you go. Here's the telephone numbers. It's 1-888-978-1041 or locally it's 407-916-1041. If you'd like to text the show, let's say like yesterday we had a bunch of uh, – uh, there were some things that were going on as far as some speed traps, and there were some uh, some accidents and stuff like that. If you see something like that going on, you can text us, and we'll be able to you know tell everybody about it. That way, everyone can get to work uh, as soon as possible. Uh, the the texting service it's seven seven zero three one. That's seven seven zero three one, and uh, those will go to Dirty Jim. They'll go to to Angel, and uh, we'll be able to read some of them. Sometimes they'll, we'll text you back. Uh, Jimmy, you had uh, poker last night. How'd it go? Yeah. Are you tired, huh? Uh-oh. Um, not as planned. Uh oh. First table. No man, you know it's just uh, that's how that's how gambling is. But it's not. You know what? I will. I'll be the first to say it's not fair for you because uh, you you going in there with a bounty on your head. So oh, people yeah. are more willing to go all in or to kind of challenge you to try yeah. to get that extra money. Well, so Mark so Man, you're kind of going in as a Mark Man. Yeah, one of my last hands and uh, evidence of that. Uh, once I became worth about $125, because we do a, a progressive thing. So every 25, uh, every blind, every 20 minutes, I go up worth 25 bucks. So the longer I stay in, the better. That gives them some some incentive early not to come at me so hard. But the minute I become worth more than the buy-in, sure, um, you know it does. Like I I raise to get people out of a pot, like I or you know to kind of isolate the players that had good hands. Mm-hmm. Whereas that hand that raise would have knocked out five players. 
uh, every one of them called because it's me. Sure. You know, so right. that those are five people that wouldn't be in the hand, five more opportunities for me to lose that wouldn't have been there had there not been a bounty on my head. So you got uh, kicked out early? Yeah, not early. I mean, Man. I made it uh, to like the fifth or sixth blind. So I played until about 9.30 or so. And then, uh, that just means you go home, right? Yeah, then I took off. That's the way I'd look at it. That's the way I'd look at it. I had to go home, go to sleep. There was a bad wreck over there, like a a, a, a full tractor trailer I saw hit that. a pile on one of the bridges over there. Man, when I was coming oh, home, yeah, I it, think it was right there near there because when I was coming home. That's funny. I saw they, they showed it a little bit. They, they, they did one of those cutaways where they would show, I guess it was you know a great footage, but they, they showed it in the bottom of the screen. And you're right, like it, it hit the top of. Of, uh, Something I don't know where it hit, but I know there are three news uh, news vans out there and yeah. uh, a bunch of really super heavy equipment, uh, and they were bustling. And uh, that's something that doesn't usually happen on happen on a construction site around that kind of area at nine thirty, ten o'clock at night. You know. Yeah. Other than that, it was good, man. Had a good crowd. It was fun. Good. Very good. Um, uh, last night, I uh, oh, finally I saw a movie that you've been talking about for a long time. Uh, the uh, No Country for Old Men. Yes. And it was, it was good, but the the ending. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not mad Max and I'm just saying the ending was kind of plop. Yeah, he, yeah. He adopts kinda, the little black boy. Kind of plop. That's amazing, really. The ending was, you know, what? It's but, cute, but just didn't fit. Well, the ending. It. it you have to understand. Uh, a lot of their movies are kind of uh, very poetic, and you have to kind of if you if you look back at the movie, if you even care enough to look back at the movie. And you understand I, what I thought was the narrative going all the way through the movie. It's perfectly apropos to end like that. That love is blind? 100%. I didn't, realize, so it was, race. I didn't realize it was a Coen <laughs> Brother movie. I, I yeah. love every one of their movies. And like, you should, they're right, they because are, they're geniuses. They, they are geniuses. They I mean, did Fargo, right? Uh, like, they did yeah. Fargo. They yeah. did Raising Arizona. They, they, they did the other one that, that I like with the the, uh, George Clooney. Um, uh, 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 no Country for Old Men. No, 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 no I'm sorry. Uh, uh, we always do this. Oh, Brother Rock. Oh, brother Rock. Yeah. Like, almost everything they do, I love. And also the TV show, Fargo, is, is yeah. them. So, yeah. They're, they're really unique guys. They're br- and they've got a new one coming out, once again, with George Clooney. And it's uh, Hail, o- Caesar. Hail Caesar. Yeah, that's kind and of funny. And it, it looks pretty funny. Yeah, kind of weird 1950s throwback. Yeah. Truthfully, one of the best bad guys you've seen in a while? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's sure? A pretty, he's a pretty good bad guy. Yeah, yeah Oscar-winning yeah. actor. He had yeah, no, yeah. no emotion, really, and just, uh, just a killer. Uh, it was yeah, totally unique. Killing method and and how how impactful was that little bit of Woody Harrelson in that movie? Really, yeah. when you think oh, about yeah. it, yeah, he's and, oh, and he always does that in movies. Yeah, and think know? about that. That's how those brothers. Those how those. That's how they separate themselves from other directors. In my guys? opinion, is they take is they take a little part like that, give it to an actor, and have that actor transform that one segment of that movie to do exactly what yeah. they need it to do. I thought it was great. And I tell you, what, I Woody it. Harrelson is in this other movie I saw, and it's one of these ones you'd find it on Netflix somewhere in the back. You're like, what the hell was this? The coolest dude. Man. It was like seven, um, what is it, seven psychopaths or something like that? Or yeah. Something? Oh, yeah, what was so, that? So, and it's got Woody Harrelson in it, and he's great in it, along with uh, uh, the old, uh, Christopher Walken. And it's it's got, a, that's a Quentin Tarantino. No, right? no it it's was, some director like that. That, but it was it was great. It was because Martin McDowell. It's great because McDowell. of Woody Harrelson. He yes. just like I don't know that I've seen him in a bad movie. Well, I will tell you, if I had one career to pick outside of the obvious careers that get to be very, you know, like your Pitts and Clooney type guy, where, you, oh, where you, not only do you get Leonardo. to be a badass actor, you get to look like that and have all the trappings. But if you look at how Woody Harrelson rolls outside of Hollywood, he is ultimately an interesting human being. He's and respected, too. I, I would love that career. But, I mean, I mean, look at those parts. I mean, that's, when that's I went, a pretty cool career. When I went to go see The Revenant, uh, uh, you know, it was uh, Angel's uh, you know, he, Recommendation. suggestion, and, and I went to go see it. And I'm watching, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm trying to think of who has had 
what uh, what actor has had this many great is really that good at picking their roles like Leonardo yeah, like that, DiCaprio? That, uh, like percentage, high percentage, high percentage. Like like you can't Man. say Clooney because he's been in some stinkers. You can't say Tom Cruise; he's been in some stinkers. You can't say a lot of people. But Leonardo DiCaprio, right. everything he's done has been absolutely sure. incredible and yeah. Revenant. Like. If they don't just give him the Oscar as soon as he walks in, they're they're crazy. Is that good? Uh, he he is that great in this movie. Yeah. Not to be a contrarian. Mm. So, but you're well, you're gonna has st- to be. Yeah, you're gonna stand there and say that everything he's done has been awesome. From, most from what I remember, Kevin. Now maybe I'm wrong. I'll back that most. Yeah, I would say yeah. Ninety yeah, percent. Well, give well, me the ones that he was. No, no, just say because now everyone's uh, backing off of that. Okay, well no, tell I'm me. I'm not backing off. I'm not backing off. I'll, I'll, I'll say from, from my memory, sure, yeah. everything I've ever seen Leonardo DiCaprio, he has been amazing. All right, let's go down the line. With Which Leo. one have you, you saw? Body of Lies. Body of Lies Ooh. was fantastic. What was that? What was that? I, uh, no, I don't remember it. But I don't remember <laughs> that. Wasn't the beach the one that was he got uh, ripped for? Or whatever. But he was, yeah, but that was badass though. He was good at it. He, though. Was, uh, he plays a CIA agent in Body of Lies. Body of Lies. Oh, wait a second. What year was that? That's uh, 2008. God, I don't remember that one. So maybe who saw Revolutionary Road? Mm. Uh, yeah, oh, that's that great. He went, he oh, no, I mean because that's an awesome movie. But again, that's another dark. You're seeing the. People fall out of love. The, yeah. the, oh, no, the no, ending no. of a relationship. Well, he's not. He doesn't. He, he's not really a Dumb and Dumber guy. Yeah, you know, no. I, I've never seen him do a comedy. Yeah, and it's not about whether right, what are you we watched the quick, it or not. The Quick and the Dead. That's a great one. That's yeah, an awesome movie. Yeah, he yeah. did that initially early on. You're right. I, a, I've he, never he's seen. He's a little that, baby. So. Yeah, it's good. He's a freaking kid in there. Yeah. The best acting I've ever seen on screen is uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. That's the the best job of acting I've ever seen on screen is him in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. I don't know that anybody can pull off any part and be more convincing than that. What else do you have from him? Oh, dude, Basketball Diaries, oh, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Oh, I see how you just quickly skip over what? Total Eclipse. Let me see what Total Eclipse. Total Eclipse. What okay, was that? So, uh, let's see here. No, no, I'm not just saying that there's no, 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 a story of Bonnie yeah, Tyler. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's there's no actor that's just that is you know so removed from at least one or two bombs. But as far as bombs, are, are you talking, Russ? Are you talking about box office success or critically like good movies? Good movies. Yeah, I think like because so, like everything that says about Total Eclipses was it was a pretty good movie. You go up from there. Man in the Iron Mask sucked. <laughs> oh, did it? <laughs> yeah, that yeah. sucked. Uh, celebrity. Okay. I mean, you go from there, and it's. I'll, I'll go from. Uh, Remember, I said. I said he was. I didn't say it was perfect. I'm saying his percentage is pretty damn high. Here we go, Romeo. I'll How start about for Don's Plum? Yeah, Don's I, I Plum. That, that was a great yeah, porno. Right. Too. Okay, he wasn't Critters Three. <laughs> oh, he was in Critters Three. Okay, <laughs> but he this was is a, when he was. He a was kid. eleven. Come on. Yeah, I mean, uh, he was on uh, the Outsiders. Uh, let's see here. He did Mar- So he did uh, Don's Plum, yeah. Marvin's Room. Yeah, that's a, that was critically acclaimed. Uh, that little Titanic movie. He's a little baby in that one too. Holy Man in the Iron Mask, Celebrity, The Beach. Uh, Gangs of New York was badass. That was freaking oh, Catch badass. Me If You Can was great. Awesome. Yeah. Aviator was great. Yep. You know Departed that, was great. Do you know that Catch Me If I Can movie? My mom actually met that guy. Oh, really? The, yeah. real, the real guy. The real guy. He was a con artist, and when he, when he, fl- when he flipped the switch, uh, he actually would go to work for companies and go from bank to bank to bank as a security specialist yeah. teaching tellers. How to spot bad checks, fraudulent money, uh, you know, attempts at scams. So my mom actually met that oh, guy cool. back in, I believe, the early or mid seventies or something. Hmm. Uh, R- Shutter Island was good. That was no, good. it was. You didn't like Shutter Island? I heard it got. I heard it got panned up. Oh, I liked it. Um, Inception was fantastic. Look, I love Leonardo. Yeah, I would have talked him out of doing Shutter Island. <laughs> Sounds like you're being a contrarian. <laughs> you know, he's <laughs> but he's never done a superhero movie or anything like that. And I, you know? I don't. And, or a romantic uh, comedy. He, I don't think. Yeah, I don't. 
Think cute. about it. He's not a rom-com kind of guy, though. You know, they, they were so beat in two seconds, though. The, the, year, the year that the they got... The New York was romantic. The year they got Val Kilmer to be Batman, you know, for that, that, one of that the, the first one, they were trying to get oh, wait, Titanic, Leonardo dude. and uh, the Johnny Depp. Yeah, really. Uh, is Titanic a romantic comedy? I don't think no, so. No, it's not a comedy. What are you talking about? The one part where the boat sinks? That's it, hysterical. It's it all can ro- be comedy. It's all romance. Right, But right. it's not a... It's, it's a tragic, drama. Tragic comedy. Never saw it. Or tragic romance. You see The Great Gatsby? That yeah. was great. He does a great job of playing really rich, crazy people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really that was a good looking. movie. I mm. love that it movie. Was, I mean, uh, visually, it was amazing. Yeah. I mean... Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you think it's a waste when somebody gets up on their moral high horse and doesn't allow their surroundings to encompass them? In what sense? Say that again? Yeah, he drives a Prius. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, why would you drive a Prius when there are so many Lambos? He's a, he's a big but environmental guy. But that's just, my point. He is, just dumped $15 million to, uh, for the betterment of, of the earth. I know. Isn't that great? I, I love it. Love it. You'd love to hate him, That's the can't. same dude that showed up to Rio with uh, 50 women. Same yeah. dude they caught cool. at Toys R Us buying Star Wars toys. Yeah, the biggest star <laughs> I ever saw in my life was in Hollywood. Yeah. How great is Dri- that? Driving down the road in a Toyota Corolla with the windows down in a, in a white plain T-shirt. Okay, don't say who it was. I remember. I remember it's it. not sure. <laughs> you, you saw Charlize Theron, but yeah. she was getting her star. Yeah, she was getting her star. We were. I was from Wait, me I, to you I think, her. I think we've all only seen two movies together at the same time. One was Sixth Sense. That's how long we've all known each other. Yeah. Right? The second was Nos- the Nosferatu story, right? What was the name of that movie? No, the, yeah. who's the guy in the in the car? Though? And he was in that movie. It's yeah, a, Willem Dafoe. Exactly. Oh, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, me and Bradshaw and Frank Lover, one of our. Is he a scary looking in real life? Oh my God! Well, wait, scared when, especially when my mangled ass uh, hangs out the window and goes, "Hey, dude, I loved you in that vampire movie." Oh. Immediate right. I bet he loved that. Back into a neighborhood, weaved his way back around, double back, and disappeared in five seconds. I he wa- you he in that waved. He waved. He waved. He waved and, and, and smiled and, and looks exactly like he looks on film. I mean, exactly, but he was driving what happened a, a base model Toyota Corolla, window rolled down, cruising down Sunset Boulevard, and uh, Bradshaw and I, we were in traffic and just rolled, and, and I said, is that Willem Dafoe? Huh. And Bradshaw funny. looked at me and says, no. Willem and he Dafoe. goes, I'll be damn it is. And then that's when... <laughs> That's He's when I rolled out the window and go, hey, dude, I loved you in that vampire movie. And he, dude, he peaced out in a second. Did he wave? Did he uh, yeah, yeah, acknowledge he was, you? He was nice, but He's I mean, like, he, Thanks. he got the hell out of Dodge. Huh, that's funny. Uh, 407-916-1041. Well, after I, I saw uh, No Country for Old Men, uh, it, obviously they did it on purpose, uh, it was the history of the Eagles. And that's, that's like a three-and-a-half-hour thing. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It'll throw you because, it, like, I, there's, the, there's actually an ending, 
And then there's like, oh wait, there's this uh, other part that there's we want more. It's a documentary it's, about it's the a band. documentary yeah. about the band, and it was so good. And I've only seen like half of it. I'm gonna watch the rest of it today. But uh, uh, but um, and I want to remind you that on Real Radio 104.1 on it's Saturday, true. Jack Bradshaw is gonna do a, a, a like a history of the Eagles, very uh, cool, which is very cool. But man, I gotta tell you, it's it, it's so cool. It was so cool. They were filming a documentary way back in '77 about this band, and they're interviewing these guys, and to see a uh, Glenn Fry saying, you know, I, I don't. Know, we might have another year or so. I mean, some of the great bands lasted, you know, a couple like Led Zeppelin lasted a couple of years. I guess we might we might make it. Yeah. I, and they're and they're sitting there like uh, doubting themselves, <laughs> freaking out about if they run out of songs. Whether like, yeah, Don Henley is like, I guess the songs will keep coming. I hope you know. And and they're in the back of a limo, like d- doubting their own talents. Success but and-, and then you start seeing and this happens when you got a group of people. You start seeing the demise. You start seeing the some riffs. guys thinking, I deserve more money than you. I deserve more mic. Right. I should be able to sing more than you. I should. And the fight started, and you can hear them fighting with each other. Calling the, and that one guy, Randy Meisner, was the one that was really, you know, uh, and they had to end up getting rid of him. Yeah, they put his ass on the curb. And, and they, so they showed him today, and he's this old-looking, yeah. you know, and he's in his little crappy little house, and, and he didn't talk to anybody anymore. And uh, just recently, when uh, Glenn Fry passed away, yeah. he says he wished, he, well, his regret is he wished he would have gotten back together with Glenn, and they could have squashed everything, and now he doesn't and, have the chance. Right. He, regrets, he regrets that. And uh, when you see them when they were young, they all they had all these hopes and all this, you know, and uh, and you see them going through the pitfalls of of uh, being rock stars How and the drugs whole, and the drinking and the whole thing. How about that whole era of and you're seeing all, all, everyone just L.A. famous and L.A. hot. So you got Linda Rodstadt, which she was just beautiful. She's and helping, she was. Oh, dude, there's no hotter rock star Man. than her at that era. 70s hot, too. Um, yeah. And she, she was on top gorgeous. of the world. Gorgeous. And, and then she's being, like, but, super cool. Jackson Brown. And then, you know what I was going to say about that? And then you're right. And watch that part of it. And I was, t- I was telling Wendy, I said, watch this. Okay, they showed Jackson Brown writing one of his biggest hits, uh, 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 Running on Empty, right? Okay. And Great they, tune. And they're showing him. And he's like, Run yeah, he, 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 would, he would play a little bit of it. And then he would play. And then he'd, he'd, get, he'd get some more tea. And he'd play more. And then he'd change it a little bit and he's busting his ass and he's working 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 same thing with the eagles same thing with linda rodson all these rock stars back then you don't go on american island and make it like that right. they were busting their ass and going to the troubadour and playing all the time and and, and refining their craft and of course you sound like an old person no. when you say music was better back then but you see that group of people that that you know talk about the eagles talking about yeah. uh, fleetwood mac talking about uh you know all the these Glenn guys Fry, the, one of the most busting their ass to make music. So it's uh, Glenn Fry, Don Henley are living uh, upstairs. Jackson Brown's living downstairs, oh right? My God. And so, at that point, uh, Henley and uh, Glenn Fry are trying to learn how to write songs. Yes, like they don't know how to write, like technically how to write. They a don't song. know how, so they watch. And Jackson so they're Brown. listening. No, they're listening. Glenn Fry's like, look, I, I would remember. Jackson's downstairs. He's playing the piano, and he would just stomp out this uh, chord progression. Then he'd go make some tea. Yeah. Then he'd go back and work on this other part. I heard this Danny one. Eagles. Yeah, I heard this one song. I, be, by the time it was done, I had heard it a hundred times, but it clicked in my head. That's how you write that's a how you write song. song. Oh my god! And, that's it, so cool. and, it, and it showed that you know they they. This yeah. Was the, yeah. I think this is the this one, is right? The Jack, this is Jackson Brown. Yeah, running on empty. Oh yeah, yeah, no sense. And, and uh, they yeah. talked about how they played every night. And, and, of course, they would go out, and a lot of their songs they wrote, they wrote because they were, like, Lion Eyes was written because they saw these girls that were, you know, kind of taking advantage of older men. And, and they were living life and struggling. And that's what they and, wrote about. that's what they wrote yeah, about. Yeah. It's not like you go on American Idol, you make it, and then, okay, I'm a superstar. And you're singing somebody else's song. Yes.
you know. Well, that goes back to the 10,000 hours theory, right? This is such a good Yes. Oh, it's not even, I don't even think it's 10,000 hours in the sense of you're in a uh, community, you right, know, and, 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 and everyone's like, you're everyone's, living it. Yeah, and everyone's supporting each other. And like, well, uh, there's, a, there's a song that Jackson Brown can't finish, and he gives it to Glenn Fry. Hey, do you have a lyric for this? He writes a lyric for it, and it ends up being a huge hit for the Eagles. Do you know who, who really discovered, though, uh, Glenn Fry and Don Henley? It was uh, Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Kenny. Or he discovered he discovered uh, Don Henley. Yeah, Don, he brought Dan, Don Henley from Texas, <laughs> brings him back to L.A. And, and, and Don Henley goes to a Kenny Rogers concert and, and begs him, please come see me play, please. And Kenny, I think you'd really like Ken, us, is Ken, what he tells him. He, I think you'll really like us. And Kenny's like, I don't do that. And he goes, please, I swear you're really going to like my band. And Kenny Rogers is like, fine, I'll go watch it. Henley's begging, begging Kenny, Kenny Rogers. <laughs> Kenny Rogers goes to watch him and like, oh my God, this guy's voice is great. I'll take him to L.A. Wow. I mean, it, 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 he, he didn't give up, you know? Yeah. It, it, it's a really cool story to I see. I got to listen to some Eagles today. Hey, may, maybe it was Dr. My That's Eyes was the song. one. I don't think it was running on empty. It was something else with a piano at the beginning. I, for what? For, uh, for Jackson Brown? For Jackson Brown, yeah. yeah. This is it. This is the this, one in the movie. This is the one in the movie. Where you, you hear him uh, working at this chord progression. Oh, yeah. And, and Don Henley said he kept playing it and playing it and playing it. He's like, I heard it like 50 times. And then he'd go make some tea. And then he'd work on it. <laughs> and, and like how many musicians today do you think have to work this hard? To create a song, you know what I, th I think a lot, Russ. I, I think I think you, actually, gotta, you I, think you think Kanye West absolutely is, is really. I know I've seen documentaries. Same thing. I mean, the guys See, are what in Kanye the studio. Kanye does is, is different, but I would say he put he's absolutely. I, I, I know you want to hit him up for not saying that he's got the work ethic, but he does. Yeah. But I would say that a lot of the pop stars don't do this. Yeah, for because, sure. For sure. Because yeah. the songs are bought. You know. Right. Yes. I, it was the last one uh, the, that, that was in the documentary, but I got to tell you, this is one of the guys I never really had a lot of, I never really paid much of attention dude, to, but I'll, in this documentary, it made me go, oh my God, Jackson Brown was the freaking man. Dude, from watching that documentary again the other day, I bought the uh, best of, uh, I Did bought you? the best of a Jackson Brown, I, I bought a Flying Burrito Brothers album, and I bought um, a Linda Ronstadt album. How hot <laughs> was Linda, Linda Ronstadt? Why, why is her star diminished so much? Because, because at that of, time, she was the queen of the world. I forgot about that. And they show her singing and her voice. Oh. And she was really hot. I mean, for her day. That, that, that album cover with her in the roller skates. But, Jimmy, they showed they were interviewing her. And, it happened. And, and here's what was really cool. <laughs> is that, they, you know, uh, yeah, Don Henley and Glenn Fry were in the band with uh, Linda Ronstadt. Oh, band. damn. I'm looking at that roller skate picture right now. In the backup band, right? And they go to her and they say, look, we appreciate like the fact it. you've allowed us to play with you for this long, but we want our own band. And, and Glenn Fry was, or no, I mean, Don Henley was like, look, at that point, she could have said, screw you guys. I've I paid you. I've done all this stuff and, for you. Yeah. And, and you, know what, you know what she did? She not only supported them, she helped them uh, with the new band, helped support, because she had a confidence in herself that she knew, well, I was going to be fine, and she helped those guys start their yeah, own when band. They that, the, that was really super cool. Uh, Don Henley even says it. Um, Desperado, when that song came out, fell flat. Really? Nobody, no, like, nobody was checking for that, for that song, Desperado. She takes that song, starts doing it in her sets, and gives life to that song, and basically gave it a shot in the wow. arm and helped them out. Like, they always maintain that yeah. uh, communal uh, friendship. Yeah. So, Angel, in your opinion, why do you think Linda Rodsad did uh, She today? got Parkinson's. So, because she's ill, people don't remember her? I, I don't think we hear her music enough. And, I th and 
She got well, a little kooky, too. Kind of like an out of no, sight. No, I don't think she got kooky. Out of sight, out of mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't see her. And it, um, she she doesn't, you know, we haven't seen her in public in a long, long time. That song, Blue, Blue Bayou. Yeah. Uh, man, she did. Right now, she's looking a little bit like Susan Boyle, though. Yeah, right now, Poor she's girl. looking a little yeah, bit like uh, Ferris Bueller's principal <laughs> assistant. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. she's probably yeah, taking she steroids for... Yeah, yeah it looks no, like, no, no doubt. It's now, okay. Now she looks a little bit like a woman who knows a lot about casseroles. <laughs> well, anyway... <laughs> looks like she ain't hungry. Let me just say, the the, the best of the Eagles, we're going to have that this weekend on Real Radio 104.1. Jack Bradshaw has got a bunch of great interviews and, and uh, some of the great music. When you listen and when you watch this documentary and you see all the hits these guys had, I mean, I, it's kind of sad that it took the, the death of Glenn Fry to make me... You know, realize how awesome the Eagles are again. But man, uh, I can't take it. I can't. I no more legendary rockers that I don't really know I, dude, about. I'm worried going into the weekend. I mean, because I have to. I, I'm trying to catch up on Bowie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but now I got to catch up on this Glenn Fry character. Oh, it's, it, he's he was a bad, and he was a cool dude. Like, no, there's nothing like anybody really. I, you know, they show him. He was young, and he was just trying to make it. And he meets this guy named Bob Seger, and and, and, and Bob Seger's like uh, his hey, mentor. He says. That he yeah. ends up becoming my mentor. He's like Bob let wow. him play on 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 uh, you know on a song, and he just was you know starving to yeah. learn. You know, and he just wanted to learn like, from these guys. And now and, Linda Ronsett looks like Ina Garten. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you're listening to the Mantra of the Morning. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mexican? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, she also she did a lot of uh Mexican and Latin albums. She's fact, a lot of, man. I think almost a third of her Grammys are for albums like that. By the way, if you she, have some reading time today, yeah. block out for yourself about an hour and go read her accolades. <laughs> she was beautiful, man. Yeah, I, I mean, hey, uh, I mean adorable. Now I'm gonna ask you guys about this because I don't know much about a lot of this kind of stuff. They, they talked about how uh when they really wanted the band to be more in sync and to really like they said okay they hired them and they and they put them on a label because they they could sing well but they didn't think they could really write songs that well and they wanted them to kind of get together a little bit better and they took them out to the uh they took them out to the desert and they ate peyote buttons now what is a peyote button it's actually really uh healthy for you we should probably do that you think so oh absolutely i'll go out to yeah, the it's uh, a very organic ocala yeah. forest and have a couple peyote buttons we'll blow yeah, it up yeah it'll be a it'll be a great time what is a peyote button it's acid dude it's essentially natural hallucinogen that is also supposed to be very spiritualistic yeah. so the Indi american indians used not to american indians uh, Na- uh, uh more uh 
your uh, Incas, Aztecs, uh, uh, a more South American oh. uh, Indian. Because they kind of portrayed it like it was like an Indian thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. Uh, in Peru, they do that a lot. Uh, they do. Uh, they uh, maybe I'm thinking of Saskatchewan. Uh, what am I? What's the other thing? I thought, Native, um, I thought Native Americans did that as well. Yeah, yeah. They probably did. I'm thinking of the other one. Um, and a button is just where they form it into like a pill type thing. But peyote is, yeah, it's so, a, a natural occurring hallucinogen. What they did, Jimmy, is for this trip, they they wanted. Ah, to get, I get it. You made it funny there. They wanted to get like you know a really cool photo, so they videotaped <laughs> them going to do the photo. And so they show them, you know, getting all high. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca is what I'm thinking. And the very first album, the Eagles album, they take a picture of them like out by this uh, campfire, and they're all messed up on peyote. And what was the album? Uh, it's the very it's first. Their initial, it's called it's their the Eagles. Deal. And it was supposed to be really awesome where it folded out, and he had this big fold out. But you know who doesn't come off well in this? The uh, David Geffen. David Geffen, yeah. He's like, David, he, he I didn't mean, want to pay for, extra for, for that. For all the things he's like, that he's accomplished in the, in the music world, and there's there are probably people that would um, – Give him a ton of accolades. I think there is just as many people who will just say, you know, David Geffen, I signed to his record label, and he was a dick. Yeah, I think, yeah. He's, I think he's been known as a douchebag yeah. for quite a while, though. Don, a, he got a real Don, little, uh, little impish douchebag. He got Don Henley twice. Oh, did, got yeah. him, got him on, on the Eagles, and then Henley when, uh, when Don went solo. He re, and he goes, "Look, it was my fault. I let him talk to me. I, <laughs> let talk, I let him talk me into it, and I resigned with him. And then he sued me for thirty million dollars." But it's oh funny when, the, when you've got an artist. Little things that are that are artistic mean a lot to an artist. Yeah. So for the artist, they wanted to make this album. So when you uh, unfolded it, you unfolded it, it'd be like a big poster, and it was them, you know, around the campfire, and then you could see an eagle up in the, and and that's the way it was supposed to be. Well, the, David Geffen was like. Oh, screw that. Just you just glue it together and that way it opens because up. The band'll never know. The band won't know. And when you open it up, when you open it up, then the picture was upside down and it really pissed them off because artistically that was, yeah, that's not what they were trying to do. That's not yeah. what they were trying to do, you know? Um, it's amazing how an artist like David Geffen couldn't recognize right, that. Right, right, right. Well, he's not an artist is the point, yeah. <laughs> uh, but interesting. So peyote is something. Is that still around? Is that, Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I'm on it right now. <laughs> how do you think I come to work every day? I knew it. And a button, that means it's like a... a it's just they pro, like Jimmy said, someone you know, pushed it together, processed it down, then you drop it. And best way to uh, consume peyote is through a tea, right? Well, so they said make, they were chewing yeah. on buttons. Yeah, that's... When you see acid at times, mm. it would be pushed on the wax paper, too. Yeah. So sometimes oh, yeah. when they would transfer it, it would... You drop the, uh, it goes on the wax paper, and that way you just fold it up. It doesn't stick to anything. So the, when I say chew it on button, imagine like a jelly bean or something like that melted on a piece of wax paper. But, that's that's what I remember when I was selling it. And the story is, you know, they they're all out there on chewing on buttons or whatever out yeah. in the middle of the desert nowhere, and a, and a bald eagle flies that over. That don't happen though. And they're like, eagle, it's eagle. <laughs> that's it's a sign. That's the name of the band. Of all the drugs. And you, you were nowhere near there. Is that? Uh, well, they, they went to that yeah, fa- acid. Yeah. The, that famous place. I mean, um, the, where they went is the same place that you two went to. They went to the Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's. A, I mean, that's a very. Um, and there's not a tree there. It's, yeah, there is. There's, uh, a, there's an actual Joshua Tree. Oh, yeah. there is an actual yeah, tree. Yeah, it's, it's a uh, the name of a specific type of tree that grows in the desert and everything. But that is a very spiritual uh, place in, in Arizona. That's a re- uh, people go there to. Um, what's the Kings of Death Metal? They 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 come out of there. Josh hey, Homie and his his groups. Uh, oh, Queens of the Stone Age. Stone Age. Thank you. Remember the scene I just they smashed up both the bands. They they went in, they went to uh, Colorado to play at the Aspen. Uh, Aspen, yeah, Aspen, Colorado, and they showed 1975 or whatever it was like, and everybody's running around naked. Did, did you see the, the bush on that? <laughs> My God, I'm I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I, I was like, Whoa, look at that! I paused Man. and rewind, paused and rewind, paused and rewind. <laughs> that is. 
I got to tell you. just let that go. It's, it's I, amazing. I wanted, before, to pa- I wanted to pause and rewind, but my girlfriend was sitting there, and I'm like, that would be creepy. <laughs> but I, I was like, that is – I thought it was disgusting, though. Oh, it was, it was whatever. Like, That's looked, great. It, I, there was beautiful. It was a uh, look. The girl was very attractive. She had a beautiful. Up, up top was beautiful, and then they panned down, and she looked like she had hair pants on. I thought it was, I I was impressed. Did you guys notice that both of these apes at the same time knew what the other one was thinking before the actual word "bush" was ever uttered? If you, you guys saw get that? it, oh yeah. If you saw it, Dude, I, I got it. Too. I didn't even watch it. Dude, it's one of the uh, pivotal moments of the whole documentary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's you, like okay, this is the kind of documentary it? we're doing. Okay, they go to Aspen to try to you know. Uh, and hone their act to kind of get together a little bit more. And I guess they were terrible. They, they weren't that great then. Uh, it was before they started to harmonize. And uh, But yeah, I guess everyone ran around naked. In Colorado, I guess Denver and Aspen has already been, has always been very, out there for a minute. very progressive, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what is that what do. you call it when you don't shave? <laughs> oh, Jimmy, it was the oh, hairiest I, thing it, you ever saw. Don't so bother me none. You guys were... <laughs> Exactly. I'll take it any way I can get it. I'm a mountain man. Uh, <laughs> um, so you guys remember the era of no bush, right? No. What do you mean, no? Or, or no, right? like the transition, right? Yeah. Like where it was a thing and then the slow transition out of. Well, I was uh, uh, being a, a late 70s, 80s kid. Late 70s was a little creepy because at that time I was still uh, relatively young. Right. But into the 80s, the landing strip had become. Uh, popular, right. and then like the full blown. Uh, yeah, um, uh, I yeah, think I never saw that. Yeah, those were just in, in, in the Playboy that you might have. You know, old snuggles. yeah, that's the stuff right. you just saw and then looked at your parents weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one. You're listening to the Mantra of the Morning. This was a uh, a song written by Jackson Brown, and he couldn't finish it, yeah, he so he just it. said, you guys take it. It sounds like a Jackson Brown tune if you listen to it. And this is a hit. Yeah. Huge hit, right? Oh, a huge hit for them. And, and so he worked on it, worked on it, he said, I can't do anything with this song. Here, you guys take it. How cool is that? I'll tell you what's funny. When you, when you learn more about Glenn Fry, you learn what a rebel that guy really was. And what a balls-out kind of guy he was. I mean, if you listen to his interviews, you know, his songs are, are so kind of soft and not ethereal. That's a bad word. But you know, when you listen to him interviewed, I mean, he's F-bomb this, F-bomb that. And he's just, you know, he's brash. He's not a he's not a chill guy. You well, know? you know, D- the David Bowie interview, I think, that, uh, that Angel and I were talking about the other day, uh, where he says, really, the 70s was the last era of rebellious music. Re- uh, the musicians themselves were rebellious. Now, maybe sometimes their music didn't reflect that, but everything about them was kind of progressive and against the grain. Yeah, yeah. Know? Counterculture, and, yeah. And, and counterculture is a better way. And then the 80s, that kind of started dying out. And obviously, but we I, rarely see that now. I yeah. think that uh, with the Seattle scene, uh, the when it Nirvana, came to the grunge. The, the grunge thing. That might have that a back. little bit of it, a yeah. hint of it, yeah. Hey, uh, oh, man, the winter storm. Boy, yeah, they're saying true. that winter storm up there is going to be uh, a, a bitch. Uh, yeah, but they're getting w- ready for that. And then we got something coming our way. Yeah, yeah I um, I sent something to Tom Sorrell okay. to see if he can give us a call yeah. about that. But, um, uh, yeah, we've, we've got uh, by noon, I guess, we're going to have some uh, some rough weather. Yeah, I heard it starts as early as maybe 9, 10 o'clock. It's going to uh, – just like that wave last week where it moves through. It moves through in like two or three hours. It's going to be pretty bad for a little bit. But uh, even at the poker game last night, you know, a lot of those guys are transient people. Of course, Daytona is. Uh, and a lot of those guys from 
up north, and a lot of them, like, on on the phone every once in a while with their uh, families up there, you know, just making sure everybody's okay. And uh, that was a big part of the talk. That was actually more than football. Really? Was the storm the storm in the northeast, yeah. Hey, with the, with the snowpocalypse hitting up north, what do you think is something that they uh, – an ailment, uh, something that's going to they, – they already know is going to happen? Because of because of the snowpocalypse. Flus. So, uh, flu, no, that's not uh, – that, that may be, but that's not the one we're looking for. What do you think, Jimmy? They, they know this is going to happen. There's going to be an increase in this particular oh, I know. ailment. Is it a hug-a-lanch? Hug-a-lanch, no. Angel, what? Uh, there's gonna be a baby boom. No, that's a good. That's a good one. That, oh, it might be, but the, it might be, but the, that's that's not so it. So an ailment or an injury? Uh, yeah, an increase in this particular health risk. Helps maybe something to do with heat heaters. Uh... No, they say they already realize there's going to be a lot of heart attacks because when people start trying to shovel the snow and they're, they're not used to that kind of oh, you know yeah not used to that kind of stress or whatever mm-hmm. uh, the increase of a heart attack goes up forty percent. Damn, <laughs> that that's crazy. Damn, that is a big we, jump. We had people texting yeah. in yesterday. Uh, a couple that was listed in North Carolina were saying that you know because we were talking, you were talking about uh, pushing the snowblower and everything, and they're saying well, after these kind of snowstorms, moving that snow around is re- serious work. Like yeah. it's not a joke, you know. Yeah, and I guess it's it's not. I always thought that oh, you're just doing it because it looks better. No, uh, it, you've got to get that snow off of your roof. You've got to get it out of the, your yard, or you'll be or you'll be snowed in, and you won't be able to get out of the house. So it's it's more of a you know, uh, uh, a necessity, necessity yeah. than just oh, I'm doing it because it makes the uh, the place look better. Now, I wonder if there are rules up there where where you have to keep a certain amount of snow out of your uh, out of the front of your certain home. Certain communities, for sure. Just I, like- I saw a I saw a story where there was a guy that didn't want to shovel all the snow off of his car, so all he did was oh, you saw that it just the driver's just side. the driver's side, and he's driving down the road with a, a big snowball, and he you got he got a ticket for that. I think in most cities or most. You got to clean off your car. You can't do that, like off the windshields. But I think one of the things that people do, they'll clean off the windshields, but they'll leave it on the on the roof of the car. Yeah, and that's kind of a dick move because as you're driving, that snow is blowing on to the cars that are behind you. Yeah, that's one of the things when you live up north. Now you've got to have one of those ice scrapers for your windshield. Yeah, like that's something we don't even you know. Mm. Like everyone's got an ice scraper. Dude, when we were living in Anchorage, uh, the, both the cars that we had there, they had uh, engine warmers. Damn. Yeah. So basically, like at some point, if it if I. It, I remember we had, would have to plug them in, and at some point of the night, if it, the temperature dropped below this, it would just keep the engine warm so you could turn it. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Over in the morning. Wow. Jimmy, you got it where you can turn your car on, right? Like a, Yeah, I got that remote start. I've got it too. I don't know how to use I don't know how to fight this for. Oh, really? Are I mean, you serious? It's a button. You don't need it though because by the time you're there. I don't there, need it. I'm like, in a, a parking garage, oh. but uh, Yeah, you just uh, you lock it and then you hold that button down and your car will start. Yeah. Yep, and it's uh, awesome because when it's cold outside and I step out there, and it only runs for a little bit, it won't run forever. Like, it'll run for, like, uh, 10 minutes or something, then it'll turn off. Oh, just to warm it up. Uh-huh, just to warm it up and uh, get the cab warm for you, especially if it's cold. Yeah, it says here the the uh, the intense exercise that you get from shoveling snow, a lot of people are not <laughs> are not physically able to do it, but they try it anyway, and it goes up. Uh, the National Jewish Health 
organization says that if you're over 55, you should probably rethink shoveling your own snow. People here are saying that uh, 77031, that's our texting service. That means you text from your phone to us. We read it right here on our screen. Save that number as Real Radio and text all the shows. They love it. Cleaning snow from your car and from your sidewalk is the law in most states up north. I wonder why. Mm, maybe it's a safety hazard. Yeah, it would have I mean, to be, This yeah. time of year, how many times do we see it? Matter of fact, there's one this morning prominently featured on Facebook of a particular part of the sidewalk that freezes over because of whatever. And uh, the guy just sits there and films people just busting their asses. Oh, yeah. And that's what killed that guy who came up with the Atkins diet, right? That's right. He slipped and fell and bust the... Uh, Hit his head his on the head curb on the... or something like that and uh, killed him like right there on the curb. Yeah, that's a hell of a way to go. It is a hell of a way to go. And I don't like snow. I mean, it's cool to stay in it for it's, a few minutes because I lived in West Virginia for one, uh, two winters or a winter and a half, I should say. Yeah. Uh, it's fun for just about a week. And then at that point, you're like, this uh, let me, sucks. Let me go back to Florida. Yeah. yeah. You know, every, a week is good. Every time you go outside, you got to suit up. And every time you come back in, you have to de-suit. It's like going through a contamination chamber in E.T. Yeah. You walk in, you got to pull off this jacket, that jacket, your boots, your socks, everything soaking wet. And then you got to go through the entire thing to go back outside. It sucked. And I hated it. If you've if you've always lived in, in you know in Florida or in Orlando or whatever, and you've never been around snow, I will tell you it, what's different. What's weird is when you when you're in snow. I've been to Breckenridge several times and been to Colorado. It it, it like it dampens the sound. It, it's almost like if you can imagine being in a room where you have sound dampeners everywhere. Like like every it sounds different. Yeah. Do you ever notice uh. that? Because, because there's so much snow, it, uh, the the sound doesn't bounce off the same. Yeah, I I, I never really paid attention to that. I find but it I, calming. I do know this: <laughs> there is nothing in the world like being uh, up in the morning, seven seven thirty in the morning, uh, in a rural area where there's been snow falling all night long, and going out and it, you there is there is just, I guess you could only liken it to maybe going to the coast and waking up and going down to the beach and seeing the sunrise. And having that calmness of no sound except for just the crashing of the waves. But, man, just that picture of lightly falling snow, trees, no urban sprawl or anything like that. It is, man, it is really peaceful. And a little creepy, actually, but awesome. Peaceful for a couple of days. Then you want to get back to Florida. Yeah, then I'd like to hear some I-4 sounds. All right, 407-916-1041 or toll free. It's one 978 1041. You might want to get on the line. We're going to have some uh, prizes in the uh, in the prize pinata, and we'll find out what we got when we come back. You're listening to the Monsters of the Morning.
It is the Triple R Segment of 7 brought to you by WeAreNotTheBanks.com. They're licensed lenders that can help get you into a home, help you buy a house. They did it for my daughter. She's got her first house thanks to uh, WeAreNotTheBanks.com. Brad Siebert helped her out. He can help you as well. Ask about their free appraisal and free home warranty. Also, too, if you're military, well, they can help you get you a, a second chance if you already used your VA loan and it resulted in a short sale or a foreclosure. Well, they can help you get another one, a second chance. It's WeAreNotTheBanks.com. Now financing mobile homes if you need it. If you've got a credit score that's 580 or less, they can still help you. But if you got great credit, they can get you a great interest rate. WeAreNotTheBanks.com. Call 407-353-3750. Ask for Brad and tell him that Russ sent you. It's WeAreNotTheBanks.com. What prizes do we have to give away today, Angel? A lot of people on the line already. The prizes in today's prize we have are brought to you by Cento Family Moving and Storage. They're a family-owned and operated company. The website is CentoMoving.com. That is C-E-N-T-O Moving.com. Get your move on their calendar. You want to make that day easy for you get your or move better on. for you. Yeah, get your move on. They make it. They make. They do make it a lot easier, man. They know what they're doing. Um, I got a couple of buddies of mine that are going to have to use them here real soon, having to move to, uh, from different parts of downtown Orlando, and. Uh, my one friend, he's like, the one thing that I, he hates it. He absolutely hates moving whatsoever. And I was like, listen, this is the one time where you might Amen. be able to make it a little bit easier for you. And so he's already, you know. If you're kicked out, you're kicked out. Yeah, man. <laughs> so go to the website, CentoMoving.com. Hit Chris and his crew up and, uh, you know, you use them for your move. All right, so up first, we have a pair of tickets to see Europe at the House of Blues on February the 4th. Tickets are on sale right now at the House of Blues box office or call 407-934-BLUE. We haven't mentioned this in some time, but you talk about a great place to see a show. It's uh, the House of Blues. That's uh, that's one of my favorite places to go. It's, well, if you it's do like it right, intimate, but it's, it's not too small, but it's it's a great size. If you video. do it right, you know, you can go there early, grab something to eat. They have great oh. food there. Um, awesome bar. And then slide over and catch your show, you know? Yeah. Where was that? Okay, a uh, pair of tickets to see Jim Jeffries, the free dumb tour at the Plaza Live Orlando on Sunday, January the 31st at 10 p.m. The free dumb tour. <laughs> That's funny. Tickets are on sale right now at the Plaza Live box office and all Ticketmaster outlets. A pair of tickets to see Richard Cheese and Lounge Against the Machine at the House of Blues on Friday, February the 5th. Uh, 5th sorry. Tickets are on sale right now at the House of Blues box office and Ticketmaster outlets. And this one is a pretty killer prize. A pair of two-day wristbands to the Rolex 24, which oh. is happening January 30th and 31st at the Daytona International Speedway, the newly modified Daytona International Speedway. That's the first sports or uh, racing stadium, as they want to refer to it. Yeah. Plus, then you are qualified for access to the Gatorade Victory Lane. Two passes start at $40. A day pass starts at $95. Visit DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com for more information. I'm looking forward to going out to that. That's yeah. That, that's, that's next weekend? Uh, that's the end of the month, yeah. Yeah. So next weekend. Is it next weekend already? I think so. Yeah. All right. And those are the prizes in today's prize pinata. Thank you, Angel. 407-916-1041. Hello, Josh from Orlando. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. All right. Hey, if you win, what prize do you want to take with you, Josh? Uh, the Europe thing. You're all right. Hey, man, calm yeah, down. This get, early in the morning, man. Yeah, I don't want you to get a heart attack, Josh. You, you, if you win, don't get too excited, okay? <laughs> all right. I'm bipolar. <laughs> all right. If if you win, take the you know take the tickets to see Europe. If you don't win, then you can lean on Dirty Jim, Angel, or Carlos, who want to help you to go see Europe. Okay? 
All right, buddy. <laughs> according to <laughs> according to a new Harris poll, and they do this uh, every year. In the past, I will tell you, I'll tell you this: the past three years, the winner has been Ellen DeGeneres, but she didn't win this year. Uh, according to a new Harris poll, who is America's favorite TV personality? Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. That's a really good guess. I love it. Josh, that is incorrect, uh, even though we did interview him, and he did sound wonderful. I had a great interview with yeah. him yesterday. I enjoyed that. But, no, it's that not was. Guy Fieri. Who do you want to help you out? Do you want Dirty Jim? Do you want Carlos or Angel? Go with Dirty Jim. Man, I He's don't want He's my spirit animal. This oh. guy's a real man. Oh, he's a real man. He's a real man. He I wants to go see Europe. I want to be Dirty Jim one day. No, actually, it's the Europe's. The Europe's. Man, I, can, I, can only, I can't imagine who'd be more popular than this person. Yes, you can. I mean, I just can't. Yes, you can. I won't. Yes, you will. According to a new Harris poll, Dirty Jim, who is America's favorite television personality? Just it, give it a think. I mean, it's got to be Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon is in third place. Oh, I'm you sorry. I knew you wouldn't get it. Uh, Joe from Daytona Beach. That was my <laughs> That was my guess, too. Joe, Joe from Daytona Beach, you're on with the monster. Let's see you fools try. Good morning, guys. Hey, buddy. Hey, what's up, dude? According to a new Harris poll, for the first time in three years, there's a new uh, America's favorite television personality. Who is it? Man, I just read this uh, earlier this morning. It's Mark Harmon. It is Mark Harmon. Congratulations, sir. Thank Let me put so you much. on hold. Who's Mark? Mark, Mark Harmon from uh, NCIS or whatever. Yes. Now that's not a personality. That's a really odd question. I don't. I don't consider a guy like that a personality. Mark Harmon. He's an actor. I, he's a television personality. He's Why am an I actor. Drawing a blank with him. It's N- different. NCIS uh, star Mark Harmon is America's favorite TV. Uh, personality. Uh, for the past uh, three years, it's been Ellen DeGeneres. She's been uh, knocked off her throne. That's a massive swerve, dude. Uh, yeah. Then you've got here. here yeah, it is. Because I was totally going with like yeah, TV host. show host yeah, kind of thing. Host, yeah, exactly. Hey, Fallon, just, uh, Seth reading. Myers, Ellen DeGeneres. Oprah. So what we're saying is the question is flawed. That you should. Uh, give I'm some just other reading it the way that it's uh, written here, yeah, boys. Well, it's written sure. stupidly. It says Mark Harmon's number one. Number two is uh, Ellen. Number three, uh, Jimmy Fallon. Who do you think number four is? If you had. Uh, uh, it could be anybody. Hold on, hold on, wait a second. Paula Dean, Russ. No, she's uh, not that popular. Personality on TV, probably some Big Bang Theory guy. Uh, the, a Big Bang Theory guy uh, is in. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Sixth place, that Jim, Jim Parsons. Yeah, they yeah just but love so, him. so now that you've thrown in actors, I don't even know where to start because it's not the same thing. Okay. 
Yeah. You mad, uh, are you mad at me for it? I'm not mad at you. I'm just saying it's, 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 it's a swarm. I am it's, mad at you for yeah, it. It's not, the, it's not the same thing. So to ask us to pick something well, like that between actors and personalities is different. Number four, the reason I found this interesting is it, it shows how out of touch I am with certain personalities. Like for me, Mark Harmon, like I, I, I know he's on that show, but I never watch it, and it seems like it's for old people. I don't watch NCIS. There's 15,000 NCISs. I don't even know. I know who Mark Harmon is, but I wouldn't have. Uh, I wouldn't even think he'd be in the top ten. He's number one. NCIS is the Nickelback of TV. Uh, number two. Ellen DeGeneres. Well I can see Ellen being there. Jimmy Fallon right. is who I thought would have been number one, but number four is Steve Harvey. Oh, congr- I can't believe I won number one. I, I can't. That's really, Bill and his name, his name has become know, his name has become a verb, and it happened last night. Okay, so at the poker room uh, during the cash game on Thursday nights, they have what they call a high hand bonus. Every half an hour, they award two hundred dollars to whoever had the highest hand in the room. Right? Okay. Uh, and this guy that was sitting just to the left of me had a full house, aces full of nines. That means three aces and two nines, right. which is a great hand, right? Oh, yeah. Well, any, any spades anywhere? Uh, yeah, there's some spades in there. All right. So at the, at the, when the, when the, I saw you. When the time runs out, they, they say, okay, this is the last hand that qualifies for the high hand. So most of the time, if you've made it that far, you've won. Right. Well, I looked at him because it came down. The lady made the announcement, and we want to congratulate her high-hand winner. Uh, table 12, seat number four. And I was like, hey, man, good job. You know, that's a good hit. You know, a couple hundred dollars, a couple hundred dollars. And then we saw up on the screen, high-hand under review. Uh-oh. And then about three minutes later, the lady walked over and says, I am so sorry. I should not have made that announcement because somebody beat you on the very last hand ah. to take your $200. You got Harvey. You got Steve Harvey. She said you got Harvey? I said you got Harvey. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right in front of her, too. Yeah. Damn it. You got Harvey. Well, in fifth place, Steve Colbert. So, uh, Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert, yeah, for wow. a, a most popular uh, television personality. Then, then, then it goes. I don't even. Is this Tom is, Selleck still on TV? Dude, yeah. this is yeah, done by does, C- uh, He does Blue Bloods. This polling was done by CBS. Every single person other than Jimmy Fallon is on CBS. John Stewart is in eighth place, and he's not even on TV, not anymore. TV anymore. Tim Allen it's, is in ninth place. He's on yeah. a CBS show. And, right? This is a Harris poll. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. And then uh, uh, tied in 10th place is Jerry Seinfeld and Oprah Winfrey. Who are both, well, Jerry's on a, Jerry has a web show. He's really not on TV. And Oprah's really not on TV anymore, any, except for own, right? She just moved her whole production company to Los Angeles. Like, yeah. she doesn't have anything in Chicago anymore. See, but what's weird wow. about that list? Everything. And, and, everything. Not to, and not to kind of continue the argument, but look at that list. Like, almost every one of them, with the exception of a couple, are not actors. They're actual personalities. They're people who make their living being themselves, not other characters. Mm-hmm. That's what's weird about it. How, why would you even throw two well, actors in there? I, I get it. I yeah. guess Mark Harmon, I guess that show NCIS is so popular that uh, that it pops him up uh, number one. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, I don't watch it. I couldn't, yeah, yeah. I couldn't think. Okay, who, so who is your favorite TV personality? What personality right now on TV, whether it's an actor or so, who do you really enjoy watching and seeing? Who do I, mean, I enjoy watching? I think see? Fallon's the most talented guy on TV. Yeah. I mean I, I mean, I don't know how else to say it. I think Fallon's the most natural guy oh, on TV, I've the most talented guy Fallon. on TV. I know for me, it's it's Kate McKinnon from uh, Saturday Night Live. I, I think she is friggin' hilarious. Yeah, she is. And funny. I love watching her. Anytime she's in a skit, just her facial expressions or whatever, Kate McKinnon is currently my favorite person on uh, personality on TV. Yeah, I stopped watching Fallon. Um, I like, uh, what's her name that does the daytime uh, show? Uh, we just we mentioned her name, Ellen. Ellen, yeah, yeah she's great. Oh, yeah, I, I, like I, actually, I like what Ellen does uh, with her, uh, with, like raising money for charities and, yeah. what, and all that. And I genuinely 
do like her show. You know, I actually like, uh, now that I think about it, who just popped in my head a couple times, is the, that TV show, The Talk, the girl that used to be a DJ or whatever. Sarah from, Gilbert? I like Sarah yeah. Gilbert. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what about her. I like her. She, she's kind of cool. Uh, she's like uh, 40 now, maybe maybe mid mid late 30s now. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think yeah. so. But yeah. she, I know. haven't seen. I don't. I don't. I haven't seen one one minute of that show. I don't. I don't. I'm not really sure. I don't watch it on TV anymore. It's, 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 yeah. it's better than the other one. What's the other one? The, the on, View. The View. Yeah. Yeah. It's better. Than I the mean, view. and when it comes to girl talk shows. Yeah, that's my favorite. The, the, okay. <laughs> when it comes to girl talk shows, that's yeah. my favorite one. Right on, dude. Uh, I like to see their perspective. Good for you. Got to be tuned in with you know. Yeah. I mean, however you want to rationalize it, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, Not chopping wood. Who do, you th- who do you think would be the, you know, it's so funny. <laughs> who would be the most popular television personality of all time? And really, at one time, it would have been Bill Cosby. And he yeah, de- he would have been up there. He definitely ain't up what there about anymore. Carson? Yeah, I was going to say. Johnny Carson might be, it, yeah. I mean, to this day, I don't, I mean, I or know Lucio that some Ball. people do, but I mean, you know, people continuously pay homage to Johnny Carson. Yeah. I mean, all the talk show hosts, even Colbert, Seth Meyers, all the guys who have these jobs, even the even the guys who are not from here, the guy um, Graham uh, Norton. Yeah, no, I don't know. Is that what is that the guy? I think it's with Graham the talk Norton. show. I mean, yeah. even those guys would be like, yeah, I would watch Carson from over there. I'd watch it. I'd get on this, or and you know that guy was fascinating. And and to this day, I, I see people paying their uh, their tributes to him, and hardly any other people I, I see do that. I follow uh, I follow some people from New York uh, on my Twitter, and they just said the other day that I guess they just started rerunning. Uh, Johnny Carson at night against Fallon in New York. Oh, and yeah. a lot of people are, are white, even though it's like a bunch of old stuff yeah. or whatever. People, you know, love Johnny Carson. Who was the most influential to you? Uh, for me, it would be uh, Phil Donahue. For, for, I used to I used to watch Phil Donahue. It's a kid. I know it's really dorky uh, as a kid. I used to love the way he would ask questions mm-hmm. to people that were so uncomfortable, but he had a way of asking the question that you weren't mad at him for asking because right. he would always throw in that, hey, you know, what would you say to someone who said this to you? And I, I used to think that was brilliant, the way he could ask a question to someone that, that was so uncomfortable, but he still came across it, as a good guy. He was so good at it, they would lampoon him on Saturday Night Live for that very thing. They would ask him those, and I think it was Phil Hartman, who did him, who did the Donahue, and it was absolutely spot on. For me, it's Letterman. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. Letterman Letter. was just the completely out-of-the-box TV guy, didn't belong there. His shtick did not belong Awkward. there. Awkward. Awkward, odd, not pretty, bad suits, wrestling shoes. Everything about the show was way, way different, and that's why I liked it so much. It wasn't like a 50s game show he like was, the Carson show was for a while. He was the first guy that I saw made it acceptable to throw stuff off of the top of buildings. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Right. So, like, if you you ask any of the jackass guys, the first place they saw some of those things was on David Letterman. You know, he, would, he, was great, yeah. he would do that. And I'm like, oh, man, I want to throw a bowling ball off the top of the house. How about, how about you, Angel? Like, Letterman. Letterman. Yeah. John uh, Stewart. Lowe's? Uh, not Letterman. I didn't really get into Letterman. Uh, Arsenio Hall. When I grew up, oh, I yeah. watched a lot of Arsenio Hall, and That's I always awesome, thought he was man. just so cool, and the acts that he brought on, and the dog pound, yeah. and the yeah. things that make you go, hmm. How perfectly and... generational is that, though, if you think about it? Yeah. I mean, honestly, how perfectly generational yeah, is I that? I watch Arsenio every night, and, and, cool. and, and I, I honestly I didn't give it a lot of thought up until now. I was kind of thinking, all right, who was that person? I watched it with my dad at night. Yep. I watched Arsenio Hall, watched Roseanne, watch. Look, uh, some of these things. Yeah. How much can I ask you a question? Because sure. I mean, culturally, how much did him being a black man mean to you? For him? That, that was a big part of it. You right? know what? I don't think it was at the time. I was a kid. I was twelve, thirteen. He around was just there. hip, though. He was just cool. I didn't. That's give what I'm saying. That I, much, did, I didn't think. You know, I didn't put much to the fact it, that it was a black guy. I thought he was just the coolest guy on the, TV. The people I saw that he brought on. The music were, was the always music. I'd never seen anybody bring that. And you can still go back to some of those. Uh, like, you know, when he brings out Tribe Called Quest, I was like, that's it. It was. It was the fact that you knew Arsenio. He was friends with these. 
other yeah. uh, people, and you're like, oh, wow, he's friends with Paul Abdul. He's friends right. with uh, uh, I was Magic really, Johnson. Exactly right. I, I was really into Eddie Murphy at the time with Eddie Murphy. Uh, Coming to America and Harlem Nights, yeah. and so that – it was just kind of a perfect mix, and, and he really has still had huge high ratings, and they moved him from different things. He, he really got screwed. I mean, his, his ratings never dropped. Yeah, he really did. And uh, he got moved around, and at that time, man, it was hard to find people when they moved. Even to this day, somebody moves from a time slot, you're not going to watch him as much, and uh, I think he really broke a lot of uh, barriers that I didn't realize at the time. But, um, yeah. yeah, I loved him. Yeah. Uh, 407-916-1041. people get freaked out when you put Farrakhan on TV? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, uh, that, that'll freak a white guy out for sure. All day long. Hey, uh, we we have an email we got to get to that's time kind of time restricted. Uh -oh. So we got to get time to sensitive? it. Time sensitive? Time sensitive. Yeah, we got to get to it uh, next. Uh, so hey, we'll do that when we come also back. Also, heads up. Okay, so we're already getting text messages. Uh, the rain's already hitting in Ocala. Uh -oh. So as this morning progresses, we have had some uh, weather reports that say that this uh, system's going to be in the Central Florida area by yeah. 8.30. That's, so that's middle rush hour. So you guys, you know. Some of you guys lose your mind when it rains a little bit out on the yeah. road. You know, be careful. Drive a little slower. Be, you know, be more cautious of other. Or sleep no, earlier from home. Other people can't drive as well. So you're, 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 take your time and be cool out on the roads. We don't, we don't want to cool, lose bro. you. Be cool, bro. All right. You're listening to the Monster of the Morning. Mornings on Real Radio 104.1. We are broadcasting live on iHeartRadio. And normally, the, the improv will bring uh, the feature comic by, and we wait till 7.30. But I saw Gary Owens sitting yeah, out there, and I'm like, we, we know Gary. He's been in here many times. One of our best friends, actually. And so we're like, come on, Gary, come on in. He was my best man twice. Yeah. I didn't know you. <laughs> and uh, I figured that uh, you could help us with this. I promised this woman I'd answer this email. Do you mind helping us out a little bit? That's fine. With advice? Is it a Gmail or AOL? If this was uh, it a lot about her. I don't yeah, know. it's true. I don't want to know if it's AOL. If it's Hotmail, don't even read it. Yeah. It's, it says, uh, hey, hey guys, uh, love the show, all that kind of good stuff. It's Fake. A, yeah, yeah. It says, hey, guys, uh, I'm so happy to announce that I'm 12 weeks pregnant with my first child, uh, but me and my husband haven't told the family yet. We live a few hours away uh, from Tampa, and uh, here we're going home this weekend. It's my uncle's wake, and we thought we'd announce it after after the wake at my mom's <laughs> house for the entire family, thinking that it might cheer them up. Uh, we thought some good news might brighten everyone's spirits, but a friend of mine says that's a really bad idea. Uh, what what do you guys think? You got to name the baby after the guy that died. Yes, that's yes. what you got to do. Junior, we're pregnant. We're going to name him Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the new name. Jerry. Uh, okay. God, uh, that takes some balls, right? Who, who is she related to? What, what's the person? Uh, uh, uncle, it, right? It's, it's, uh, her name's Monica. Okay. It's her uncle's wake. Uh, they're going to Tampa this week, and they haven't told the family yet. They're going to wait until they're all in the one room together, and they thought it would, you know. Isn't that like the classic one-upper? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> right? I mean, it's, it's text, textbook definition yes. of one-upping yes. right there. It's like this like is it's not, it's it's his funeral. Yeah. you right. got to take away all the, you know. That's cut. Cocktail dress for the wedding. Somebody <laughs> else's wedding is what that is. So, sh should she hold off on this news? Yeah, then? So tight. D don't do it at the wake. Okay, let's think about the best case scenario, uh -huh. right? What is the best case scenario? Hey, guys. Did he comes back alive? <laughs> and he pushes open there. Like, Hell yeah, you're What's pregnant. Up, but it's like, we're pregnant. Everybody goes, all right. Let's go back to mourning his death. Right, <laughs> I, mean, right. like, I mean, that's that's best case scenario. It, so basically, <laughs> she's just simply taking advantage of the family being together. Yeah, right. So she's not understanding to do a Facebook that we. Yeah, she'll <laughs> do it like under the pretense of she'll pull everybody aside. Hey, don't tell nobody. <laughs> no, but no, I'm no, pregnant. No, don't no, tell no, nobody. No, but I'm pregnant. No, but here's the night. She told everybody. 
For, Ma- for Monica's thing, I guess she's thinking, well, everyone's going to be sad because of the funeral, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lift their spirits by letting them know that I'm pregnant. You're putting a lot of love on yeah, yourself, Monica. aren't you? Yeah, Monica. You're also kind of projecting how you think other people are going to feel at that particular time about your pregnancy. You, I mean, you don't know how they're going to react at all. So now she goes this weekend. She doesn't say anything, and then everyone finds out that she already knew. It's like, well, why didn't you tell Monica's me? Monica's a bitch. Yeah, why didn't she tell us at the wake? Nah, you <laughs> you got to let everybody mourn. So, like, yeah. if she's there all weekend and the wake is, let's say, Saturday? Yeah. Sunday brunch. Sunday, there you go. Boom. Perfect. Because you always have brunch after a wake, right? That's like what you do. We don't know what the uncle's like, though, really. (laughs) Yeah, uncle uncle could have been an ass. (laughs) I've been to some funerals. I was like, all right. Yeah. When we eat, like, like, nobody cares. It's hot. Yeah. I never really liked that dude. I know, for real. You be here, and sometimes you get a funeral. You hear the preacher talking. You're like, did you know him? Have you, let me ask you this: Anybody been to a funeral where somebody's going to hell? Oh, I've yeah. been to one. I'm like, everybody's in heaven. I've, ne- I've been, to, I've been to a couple of my homeboys die, and I was like, he's in heaven. I'm good. If he's going, I'm straight. You, I knew how he was living. I, I realize everybody is the best person in the world on their wedding day and on their funeral. Yeah. Oh my god, a funeral, unbelievable. <laughs> and there's a difference between a white funeral and a black funeral because um, black funerals are way more entertaining. God, am I? When my buddy J- Jimmy died, I mean, they they were opening the casket, taking pictures, and then closing the casket. Take a selfie, Dom. Take a selfie. It, it well, my, was, uh, I'll tell you the funny thing. I, one of I, not funny, but I one of my buddies passed away. He's a black dude, right? So I, they, his mother called me, asked me to speak at the funeral. So I speak at the funeral. I'm emotional. So then afterwards, I'm just, I'm by myself. I'm standing, and I'm just, I'm tearing up. I'm by myself. And some lady makes it, it makes a scene that didn't have to be a scene. Because she grabbed me on my shoulder. She had the white gloves. And she's like, you need help? You need help? I said, I need to get away from it. Like, she's holding like, we can take you somewhere. We can take you somewhere if you need help. I was like, just leave me alone, ho. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, white funerals, they let you mourn. Yeah. They do. Oh, it's they do. And they it's more quiet, them. more calm at the they black funeral. I mean, it, it was way more oh, screaming. Oh, Jesus. No, it's Saturday night at the club. Yeah. And, Saturday night. And I've told this story. Jimmy's heard this story a billion times. But it, it, this church was up on stilts. It was like an old black church up on stilts. And I was one of the pallbearers. And when we're carrying the body down, it was at such an angle, I could feel oh, it shifting yeah, yeah. inside. Oh, God. And I'm like, oh, God. It was, oh, it was the worst experience ever. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm no more black funeral for so, me. So we got to that's my care. last one. Me, my wife's care. black. I got a lot more. I can't say that. Oh, oh, man. Man. Every month. That's what my wife would yeah. say. No more black funerals. You said you want to leave me. That's not. That's not what I said. I said I want to go to funeral. We got to find out from Monica how, how was Uncle whatever. How what kind of guy was he? Well, I mean, because it might actually up. Upla- you know, I maybe he's a drug addict, and we're kind of like, nah, okay, this is about to happen. You gotta let everybody mourn how they're gonna mourn. I think the uh, second day, like I, if she's there all weekend, yeah. do it. I mean, why not? Yeah, because you have the out like this. You can be like, man, I didn't tell you guys. I mean, come on, it's a funeral. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you, you I had that as an insurance policy. And you, know, you can like, say, yeah, I didn't want to make it about me. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, she, but she obviously really wants to tell them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, because she's, she's going to do like, it. This is what you do. You tell her. Wait, a couple more like, weeks, she ain't going to have to. Yeah, it's a pipe down. You're going to be pregnant for a little bit. So, you yeah, know, exactly. Be well, it's all how you address it, too. Be like, look, um, I've been getting my back blown out for a couple <laughs> years, and he really knocked it down good. So I'm pregnant. Yeah. Surprise. So, we knew. Yeah. We knew it was wild. So he's dead, but we we alive. We live it. So alive. <laughs>
<laughs> so, Monica, there is our expert advice. There you go. Excellent. Uh, I almost got her to call in, and then she, oh, she's, she's never going to email us again. So she's going to Tampa this weekend. Uh, yeah, that was good advice, don't, that don't, one. don't say a word. All right, when we come back, uh, Gary Owen is here. By the way, Gary Owen's going to be at the Improv all weekend long, and I appreciate you helping us with that part of it. And now your part's coming next. I don't next. think I gave you any sound advice on that. <laughs> oh, you did. You Right on par, yeah, I think. Right, with the right, right there with all of our advice. Yeah. We normally well, did that. Kind of Monica got nothing out of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to agree. It was pretty worthless. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, you're listening to the Monster of the Morning. All right, you're listening to the Monsters Morning on Real Radio 104.1, and uh, we have a guest from the Improv who's been here several times, Gary Owen. How you doing, Gary? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me back. No, not a problem. You're always welcome to come in for sure. Anytime. So, so you you live? Do you live in L.A. or do you live in Cincinnati? Uh, Cincinnati. Oh, look at that. It's just like L.A. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah we got Starbucks, we got IKEA. It's just <laughs> like know. L.A. Good ass chili. Got yeah. Mexican. So now that, there, and that's where you're from originally. Yeah, born and raised. Yeah. Skyline Chili. Skyline and Gold Star, thank yeah. you. Thank you. I, I played in the big like city it. of Covington, Kentucky. <laughs> That's uh, nice. One time. Yeah, actually, the guy that owned it was Jeff Ruby. Oh, yeah, the yeah. steakhouse guy. Yeah, who was, got... who was the guy, the gambling guy or the buddy of Pete Rose. Oh. Every time Pete Rose was in trouble, that thing, they would always interview Jeff Ruby. Well, he's uh, he was um, he's one of those guys. He got like Chris Collinsworth, Johnny Bench, Pete Rose to invest in his first steakhouse. Oh, right. And they were silent investors. Yes. And now he's got like four in the city, and he just opened up one in Nashville. And, and honestly, I've been all across the country. Uh-huh. It's one of the best steaks you can. Oh, have. really? Is it really? If you're ever in Cincinnati, Nashville, or Louisville. Do yourself a favor and go to a Jeff Ruby Steakhouse. We played we played his yogurt shop. <laughs> so in Cincinnati, are they, are they, get, are they Ru- getting Ruby that yogurt or something like that? Are they getting that the bad snowstorm now? Yeah, they're getting that. They're getting it. Oh. Yeah, it's coming in tomorrow. I think. Now is your is your family home now? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, okay, when you Thank leave, God, huh? do you, do you have somebody else I don't know, shovel the snow or did your no, wife? No, no, we have we have like there's this group of potheads that travel around our neighborhood. <laughs> awesome. And they literally they charge like twenty twenty five, and I always give them forty to make sure they don't rob anything. And they leave it a you know? little bit. <laughs> I tell you, them boys can shovel yeah, a driveway. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what they're on, but they, man. Just tell there's Oreos in there somewhere. Yeah, it's way better than what I would have did. We have those same people here. We just call them city workers. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. guys. So is there like a yeah. law or a rule that you have to shovel the snow, or can you just let it pile up if you want to? I guess you can let it pile up your own driveway. Yeah. It's on you if you can get out. You know, the neighborhood we live in, too, we live on a golf course, so it's like keep up with the Joneses. Right. So it really bothers me when the snow hits and the, dry, the our neighbor's already clear. I'm like, dude, you prepped? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're struggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the worst driveway. If yeah. you don't come and ask, it's yeah. not getting shoveled. We're just not that family. Yeah, we're good. You know what I mean? We'll stay inside. We got the, like, you know, you got the snow and then you got the tire tracks over the snow. No, nah, theirs is like completely done, like Walmart. You know, Walmart's already got the, it's melted in the, and they got the salt. You know, we're not that family. Yeah. I shouldn't have been a homeowner because every time something breaks down, I call my Aunt Rita. <laughs> I was like, hey, Rita, I, I, I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? And you live on a golf course. Do you play golf? I don't. You don't? I don't. I don't it's just fancy. That doesn't make sense. Fancy. At all. It makes no sense. <laughs> Come on. You know you grew up that people had houses on the golf course. Like, they're fancy. Yeah. And now you're fancy. I guess. My wife, I'm good. I'm a dude. Like I said, I'm a dude. As long as I got ESPN, a bed, and a kitchen, I'm fine. That's all. It's, you don't have, like, do you have any other hobbies or anything? or? No. <laughs> no. I used to have watch, watch Why sports. Are you so sad, I watch eh? Bengals. I'm since a Bengals fan, huge yeah. Bengals fan. Sorry, oh, to, sorry to hear that. Yeah. What a season, man. Bengals and Reds. All right, guys. 
<laughs> I get it. What a season. Yeah, it was a great season. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you got Ohio State. Are you, are you a Buckeye? Yeah, huge okay. Buckeye fan. Okay, That's go. the thing. Everybody got on us. Let's get back to the Bengals since yeah. you guys got a little sarcastic <laughs> okay, over let there. That, that, uh, you know, I feel I, bad for uh, you guys, though, for real, Actually, dude. you know what, oh. uh, Gary? You might want to you know, ask the guys, everyone, what team they root for. Oh, come on, Uh-oh. dude. Enough with this. The Buccaneers? Yeah, I'm a Bucks fan, dude. All right. I like the Miami Dolphins. Oh, I'm a basketball guy, but I'm a Magic oh, fan. So we're all awesome. in this. Oh, I, I, I watch fishing. Oh, really? <laughs> so, Gary, this is great. Mediocre world of sports. No, no, right? I'm not mediocre. No, we've been to the playoffs State. five years in a row. Uh, Gary, I'm There ain't to... nothing mediocre about going to playoffs five years in a row, man. I don't know where you're talking about. <laughs> so I happen to be a fan defense. of the Steelers. Really? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's some hate That's right the thing. there. Everybody got on Vontez Perfect about that hit. Man. Yeah, that dirty player. Nah, you got to realize where he comes from, man. He never had a dad in his life. <laughs> and that's, all that's coming up from his upbringing, man. He can't help it. His dad's name was Antonio. A lot of people don't know that. So anytime he plays against anybody oh, Antonio, man. he brings it back. Sounds just like my all my Ohio friends. You guys love your sports so much, and you're and, and they're all smart sports fans. You don't you don't see a lot of stupid smart sports fans from Ohio. We get uh, snowed in a lot. Yeah, yeah. nothing no. to do with read stats. Gary, for real though, we were playing poker with a bunch of friends when that whole Cincinnati thing went down, and I can only liken it to watching the OJ chase. We were just literally sitting there with our mouths hanging open, not believing it was even happening. Like, it was surreal. Yeah. Here's the thing. I was I was roasting Alabama and Clemson. I, I uh, the NCAA hired me on Saturday. Yeah. The game was Monday. Oh, that's cool. So I'm with Clemson's entire team, right? And as soon as Perfect intercepted it, and I thought we won, I had my Instagram video out, oh, and I had God. I had Deshaun Watson, I had D- really? Dabo Sweeney, oh, and I had them all cheering, oh, yeah! Oh, and all of a sudden, Jeremy Hill fumbled the ball. I go delete. <laughs> that never <laughs> happened. <laughs> no, I ever saw it. I was like, oh, I'm not gonna make us look stupid, guys. I just, I broke out into a sweat. Oh, like I, I, I knew it was gonna be bad. God, imagined. that would have been a great video to put out, though. <laughs> no, you, oh and you'd be like, God. I got hacked. I got hacked. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hey, man, since, since you're from there, do you uh, do you get to know any of the athletes like Dalton or any of those guys? Oh yeah, I mean, I I you know. I'm, being in Cincy, we're a small city, so right. you get to know everybody. Being in the line of work I'm in, so they, they come to my shows when I'm out there. Dalton's a great guy. So is AJ McCarron. Yeah. I mean, they're both good dudes, man. They seem like really good dudes. Yeah. Well, you want your quarterbacks to be from two parent homes. Yeah. You know, in private <laughs> schools. That's what I'm saying. Perfect. I'm okay. Uh, if I listen, they got the NFL Combine every year in February. If I if I'm a coordinator, I'm a coach. I'm asking two things. My quarterback, where'd you grow up? Do you know your mom and dad? Are they still together? That's who I want. Even Keel, you can call them both. You have a bad game. My defense, I'm asking you one thing. You know who your daddy is. No, we could use you. Yes. I don't want no daddies on my defense. If you know your dad, nah. You, just, you don't have that mean streak in you. I need anger issues. I want that pent-up aggression coming from somewhere. But you want yeah. the quarterback to be totally, oh, totally sound. And, you know, like, Tom Brady. No, Tom Brady. Is. Tom Brady's from the Bay. His dad's at all the games. Peyton Manning's dad's all the games. Where's Vontez Burfecht's dad? Cam's dad, all the yeah, games. Right. You can't Damn, tell me Darnell right. Dockett knew who his dad was. There's no way Darnell Dockett knew who his dad was. Some of these defensive players, I'm like, there's no way you had a dad Russell in your life. Wilson, you're right, right. dude. Dude, they all, the quarterbacks it's, got great dads. Dude, it's the stripper thing backwards. Yeah. You're so right. It's reverse yeah. stripper.
Look at all the great linebackers. Ray Lewis didn't know his dad. You're right. Right. Yeah. Lawrence Taylor. He's probably had a really oh good dad, God. right? Oh, my God. Lawrence Taylor's a coach with his pops. <laughs> Lawrence Taylor actually snorted his dad. <laughs> right. Man. That's all you got to do. And this is what you do. You got you to figure out how to pull it out of them. Right. So, like, right before their first game, the rookie year, the coach pulls aside and says, look, I, I know you don't know who your dad is, but we found him. <laughs> oh, man. And look behind our bench. You see those, see those two seats right behind the 50? Yeah, man. Yeah, row? Coach. yeah, Coach. Yeah. Well, when we go in the locker room, we come out right before kickoff, the man yeah. sitting in that seat. Yeah. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's your daddy. What? Right? So you're going to go in the locker room. Okay, We're going to come back out. And I'm, he's going to be like, hey, coach, where... Where's my dad? He ain't show up again. What you gonna do about it? Oh, man. Ah! I'm that man. It's like that one episode of Fresh Prince. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. That's the best yeah. episode, too. That's, oh, I still cry. <laughs> still, I put it on. I'm like, a man. I played with him. I had 14 great birthdays. The hell with him. That's Oscar. And I was like, that was Webster's uncle. It was. It's crazy. I showed it to Russ the other day. I was like, you want to cry real quick, man? That's Watch a, this. That, that's that Fresh Prince episode where yeah. that dad, Ben, uh, ben Vereen? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Touched my house. Every time it comes on, I go by myself in a corner and watch yeah. it. Nobody <laughs> wants to see Fresh Prince sad. But now Will, no. Will Smith and his, his mama from the show, they don't get along. No. Oh, she's, she's right. Out of she but she's still bitter. Oh, yeah. oh. 25 years later. Yeah. She's mentioning Friends. She's like, we should have done the Friends deal. That didn't happen until like 10 years later. But here's the thing. But she's uh, white, white people get together, and they and they and I and I guess that uh, she asked Will, let's all get together and uh, do our let's, deal. And Will Smith was like, nah, "Your money yeah. is your money, my money is my right. money." Anybody watching the show for you, honey? Yeah, but it, it's almost like the show is called Fresh Prince, right? And the show was called Friends. It wasn't called Monica. It was called Chandler <laughs> or Aunt Vivian. It was called Fresh Prince. Yeah, Aunt Vivian. Yeah, so it's like Aunt Vivian. The show Beverly is not Hills. your. I think she's more mad that she tried to strong arm. They're like, nah, Mm-mm. bye. And they did the old switcheroo on her. And I, yeah. as a kid, I was like, eh, I don't know. You yeah. didn't even know the difference. Yeah. But they like, put a different woman in, and you didn't know. Nope, yeah. didn't know. Like light skin. She was light skin. <laughs> nothing like, like the. First I liked her more though. actually. Gary, how do you think that looks though? Uh, like uh, Jada does her thing, and then it takes four. Four days for well, for Will Smith to come I guess out. And go, I won't go to the Oscars either. I ain't going. Yeah. To nah, I don't know. I, what are your I thoughts on that? I don't have thoughts on yeah. it because I still want to work with both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have thoughts Smartest like that. Smartest guy in the room. You know what I mean? You do not talk about people you might want to work with. Or Last thing I need is oh, uh, I just get casted and all of a sudden oh, we got this monsters interview from Orlando. <laughs> you got I can I can talk about Vontis Perfect. Yeah. I'm not playing in the NFL. <laughs> I can talk about any football player, any basketball player. I don't care. But I got to try. Actors, uh, I got to bring it back a little bit. <laughs> I got you. Especially powerful actors. Yeah, yeah right, especially. Right.
congratulate people. Yeah, he's already got Amvib fired. <laughs> <laughs> and look what happened to Amvib. Yeah, it took right. 20 years to respond. <laughs> look where Amvib's at. Uh, hey, hey, have you been doing any uh, TV, any, any movies, anything since we saw you last? Yeah, well, I got a movie coming out April 29th. Uh, me, Mike Epps, and Mike Tyson. I know that's a weird crew. But it's called <laughs> Meet, Meet the Blacks. And uh, have you seen The Purge? Yeah. It's a, it's a loosely based parody on The Purge. We're, we're saying is The Purge is black because what it, Mike Epps and his family move into a gated Beverly Hills community. And it's the night of the purge, and they don't know it. And I'm the head of the Hummer Association, so I'm like, uh, this black family's going to die tonight. They're not going to move in our neighborhood. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my damn. God. What? That is That's brutal. A, who wrote it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who wrote it. My, and Mike Tyson's in it? Uh, Mike Tyson. The trailer just got released last week. Dude, I'm looking it up right now. It's screenplay by Donald Trump. But, oh, really? <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Produced by Sarah Pillen. No, Dude, it's, uh, how's it it's tremendous. Mike, how's it working with Mike now? Which one? Mike Tyson. He's good. You know, we did. We presented last year at the BET Awards, and it was funny because oh, we rehearsed. Um, when we get there, you get there a couple hours before, and we're rehearsing. Everything's great. We walk on stage, and literally right before they announce our name, Mike goes, I did this a couple years ago. I really messed it up. <laughs> and I was like, you're, you're telling me now? And then he goes out there, and he totally does whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah. Nothing we rehearsed, he did. And I'm just sitting up there like Sidney Brady in that episode, just looking. <laughs> And then I was just like, and then we, we so we get through it. We, we got him laughing a little bit. And then he goes, um, we come backstage and everybody beats. He's like, great job, Mike. Great. It was awesome. You made it yours. I'm like, no, he didn't. He's messed everything <laughs> what up. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? say? I, I, he looked at me and I go, you did, Mike. You did awesome. <laughs> you did your thing, dog. It's an honor to be here with you, buddy. Do you see the video from over uh, the holidays where he was on that, uh, that hoverboard? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, he busted his yeah, ass. He went down hard. He's funny in this movie, though, man. When yeah. you see it, he's got, like, the Cat Williams perm, but it's the George Jefferson. Oh, man. Because it's half off. He's funny, man. He was fun to work with. And, and when will this movie be out? Is April 29th. Oh, nice. April 29th. Yeah, yeah. But if you see the trailer, I'm the killer, so I'm in the mask. Oh, really? So I'm in the trailer all talking. But you, you can't tell it's you. <laughs> but in the movie, we, you know right off the back. We'll they, put it up on the site. put the mask on. You know what I mean? It's not like it's some big reveal. It's not like Sixth Sense. Oh, my God, Bruce Willis was dead. <laughs> it's not like that. You know? That was scary the whole time. Right. And what's the name of it again? Meet the Blacks. Uh, meet, meet the, the Blacks. Blacks. That's funny, That's funny, man. Yeah. That is very funny. Yeah, I'm watching the trailer now. We'll put it up on Monsters.fm here shortly. This is going to be pretty funny. It should be funny. Now, yeah. the next trailer, they just show me and Mike going at it because I am the killer. I'm chasing the whole movie. So, Charlie, George Murphy. Lopez, George Charlie Murphy's Lopez in it. The, George yeah. Lopez is the president. Yeah. Uh, they just What they did, they were smart. They got a lot of... They got a lot of cameos from people that have a huge social media following, yeah. oh. and they got they just got a bunch of comics. The director goes, "I just want comics, man, because they can they they got the scene, but they can make it funny." Right. So he just tried to get every comic he could to who, be in it. Like, who, who else you got? Corey Holcomb's in it. Um, oh wow! Oh, he's uh, been in here before. Yeah, we yeah. had Corey in here. Yeah, yeah. little little Duval King yeah. Bach, who's uh, King Batch, I guess. Yeah, he's, King Batch. He's, he's uh, the Vine King. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a Florida in, guy. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he went to FSU. He's from South Florida. He's uh, he's on Vine, and he's got like 6.9 million uh, followers yeah, on Vine. He's something no, ridiculous. But he, he still doesn't get stopped at Starbucks. Nope. Anyways. Oh, <laughs> oh, damn. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey, it hurt my feelings. <laughs> yeah, How funny is that? I'm not they, friends they, with They book these guys because they have such a big following. It's so smart. Well, I mean, well, we, it is. We, I, and, and you know who first did it was Steak Like a Man. When we first did Think Like a Man, we were the first movie that said, we're hitting the social media aspect heavy. Kevin Hart. And we went to all the theaters, and we said hello to people, and, and it now everybody's doing it. Yep. Was, it was that based on the Steve Harvey book? Or? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That, that movie changed the way you could market a movie. Mm -hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Because they, we, they got Lala in it, who has a huge social media following. And obviously, Kevin is like the king of social media. So and they, and they, if you look at it, there's all these little guest spots, and then they just... 
they just just took off. Now, do you feel pressure to to grow your social media? I mean, is that something that that you think about a lot? I yeah yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You got to keep up. Now, we were talking about off air, there's so many different aspects. Yeah, you, you were you got, per, you're periscoping when you came in. Yeah, and I just I, I just got wind of Snapchat. I was I held out, but just probably a month ago. Now I'm, I'm, still now I'm all in. Yeah. It's like a full-time like job, man. You almost have to pick and choose which ones you really want to be uh, active with because there are so many of them. Yeah. There's no way possible. You know, we kind of have to do it here, <laughs> and I can't stand doing it. And then every other day there's, like, another one to do. Yeah. yeah. You, know, do you, and you don't know what's going to hit. Like, I, yesterday I made a comment about Stacey Dash because she went on Fox and said there shouldn't be yeah, the yeah, BT yeah. Awards and BT. That crazy. So lady. then yesterday I said – uh, I've had three-hour specials. I hosted Comic View, and I'm on the House Husbands. I was like, BET, that network's done more for my career than any other network. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? Because now there's all these race trades. You want to trade Gary Owens for Stacey Dash. <laughs> so every urban social trade. media site picked up what I said about her. Uh, and I made sure I was respectful because I wanted them to pick it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> no I didn't cursing. call her out of her name. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I did it really respectful, and they all picked it up. Nice. And then it's funny how they always go, Caucasian comedian Gary Owens responds to Stacey Dash. <laughs> Caucasian, but they don't say Black Stacy Dash. They don't say Caucasian comedian responds to Black Stacy Dash. That's true. You know, Last that's a big she... word. Just say white. <laughs> Just say white comedian Gary Owen. It's fine. Well, <laughs> who's in Meet the Blacks? Right, Meet the Blacks <laughs> in every other black movie out there. Dude, Tyson looks crazy in this thing. Yeah, it's funny, that's man. Crazy. As opposed to his boxing career when yeah. he looked like an accountant. Yeah, it's yeah. a little redundant. Is he, yeah. still, is, he still, is he still big? I mean, he's not as big. Yeah. but he's he's naturally thick. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's his, it's his eyes, though, right? Because you know behind there there's just dead. any possibility. It's like a – I don't know, man. It it's just, a pit bull, that, the, fa- the family pit bull that you love that's yeah. kind of gotten over the Listen, rough days. And then at any point in time – When it, we did the BET Awards, uh, I introduced to my wife, and he straight, without any kind of subtlety, looked her over. Went down and up, <laughs> and he goes, nice meeting you. And I was like <laughs> – What are you doing? <laughs> right. I just looked at her. I go, we're going to take that L. <laughs> we're going to take that L right there. I ain't about to call him out. You just look at my wife. Like this. Yeah, he just, he basically, you're in his Rolodex right now. You're in the brain. Exactly. Probably right. not. Right. I'm like this. It is what it is. You know what I mean? It's good. That's a compliment, he honey. straight That's a compliment. looked her over yeah. and then said, nice meeting you. You are fantastic. I went down and up. Did the elevator. We're going to take that like, L. Yeah. My wife, I just looked at my wife. I go, ah, we're going to take that. Yeah. Did she look at you? Yeah, she was she like, looked at you sideways like, what are you doing? Like, you're no, that? No, now, no, Justin Bieber. very smart. Justin Bieber huh? does that? I'm still. Nah, not Justin. <laughs> I'm not Justin. You might want to work with him one day. <laughs> you might want to work with him one day. I always say, like, even when we're out, and we used to talk about this off the air, like, my wife's black. So when people look at us, I don't always assume it's it's because it's a black white thing. I'd be like, she's pretty. Right. So I'm like, all right, we're just looking at her because she's pretty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah Some people look for it. Yeah. You know? But I don't. But even though I know some people do. Do you ever feel that? Do you ever see, like, it to the, I mean, how long have you guys been married? 12 years. Have you seen, a, a, like, a difference in that time of people kind of being, looking, more you know, being more accepting? or? Yeah, it's, you know, I used to tell people, yeah, my wife's black. And they'd be like, damn, you went there. Now it's like this. Now people come and be like, that's so cool you met a black lady. I'm like, oh, has its days. <laughs> <laughs> I can't win no arguments. Yeah. <laughs> well, Gary Owen will be at the Improv all weekend long. He'll be there tonight, uh, tomorrow, and on Go Sunday. See him. Always a pleasure to see you, man. Good luck. Thanks, man. Go Bengals, baby! <laughs> Just remember, Dolphins, Bucks, no daddies uh, at the Combine. Send the emails into the coaches. All right. You're listening to the Monster of the Morning.
Take us to the top. Let's go. Oh, and by the way, you can come see us at the Monster Jam. We'll be at the Monster Jam on Saturday from 4 till 6. Oh. Uh, come by. We'll be, yeah. uh, we got new promo shots and all kinds of real radio prizes. If you see us out there, come say hello, please. Do, please, you, please. Have, do you have your new hair in the promo shot, the, the comb over thing? No. A comb to the side. No, no I don't have bangs in it. Yeah. No. no the, ba- the bangs the are bangs new. bangs are looking good. Honestly. I got some hair. Your bangs are rocking. My bangs. <laughs> I, that's what I want. This 2016, the year of the bangs, bangs are rocking. And your rocks are banging. So. <laughs> I love your personally, Russ. I love your bangs. Yeah. Don't let any of these hair haters yeah. no, hate it's, on your it's, hair. It's, it's, it's called old school, Russ. Yeah, or new school Trump. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It is a slight little. I mean, obviously, hey, Russ Rollins making America great again. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh my God. Oh, welcome everybody. Hello, this is to the top, and my name is Carlos Alberto Navarro. You can call me Carlos. It's fine. You I had someone the other day like, oh, I love this show with a black beat. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Do I'm, not I'm call me so black sorry. Mean. I called him black mean. I'm like, hey, you don't, you don't care. No, I do care. <laughs> you call me black mean? Yeah. It's everything I have. I, I, it's, it's so hard because 20 years it's ingrained and I'll do that. People go, hey, uh, I love the show the way it is. I, I said, yeah, yeah, black. Carlos is <laughs> obviously Black Carlos. Black Carlos. Yeah, Actually, I think Black Carlos is badass. Yeah. Like, if you can call me Black Carlos. Okay. Because I kind of sound like a, a mean dude, like a badass dude. Yeah. What's up, everybody? This is Black Carlos, and this is to the top. <laughs> I was going to go into Cosby, I guess, again there. Uh, and every single day on to the top, Tan Bean also works well. Thank you, Scoper, Karen. And uh, we try to get you there a couple different ways. Just get you going. It's Friday in the Orlando area. There's a little bit of rain. A little bit. It's going to be a lot of rain. Oh, yeah. So be careful. But we tell you a little bit about a non-for-profit, non-profit charity, possibly. Yeah. All of the above. A shout-out. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. And then uh, we do a motivational minute and a to-the-top bit. And uh, and we got some good ones. All righty. Now, uh, today's to-the-top is brought to you by Bill Ray Nissan. It's brought to you by Bill Ray Nissan because I love them. They, I bought my last four cars for them. They, they signed on to the top because they said, we want to we wanna get behind you, Carlos, and the monsters because we love our community. They have been part of this community for a very long time. They sold a lot of cars. Go to BillRayNissan.com. Pick out the car you want. When you go there, say, I like this one. Talk to Bo, the big man, Rhodes. What's up? And um, he'll get you the best deal. And then you go and buy multiple cars from them later, like I did. So go to BillRayNissan.com and check them on out. Yeah. Yes. Uh, every day we do a little charity uh, shout out. And today's a good one. It's for the Children's Tumor Foundation. Oh, the what now? The Children's Tumor Foundation. Okay. We know about this um, because uh, we've had a gentleman, I believe the mayor of one of the cities, came in here to talk about this. The Children's Tumor Foundation um, is, is the, the charity, but the Cupid's Undie Run is February, and that's all the benefits from the Cupid's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cupid's. That was the, <laughs> the, the mayor of... Mm-mm-mm. That's a, a smooth. What city. was that little uh, Bell Bell Isle? Bell Isle. Thank yeah. you very much. Wow, good look job. Yeah, look at you. Look at the Brad. Somebody's <laughs> been taking their hematoba. What's that? What's that? Glencoba. I have no idea. Geeky Google Boa. Geeky diploma. The geeky diploma. How about yeah. uh, just good sleep? Geeky diploma. <laughs> good boy. Uh, hey, the Scopers right now on uh, are saying welcome to Black Carlos. I love it. <laughs> 
Thank you, Mikey. Um, no, the uh, so this Cupid run, Russ. You said you're definitely doing it, and you were doing it like in your undies that you wear now. No, which is basically I said, I said we're going to cut. we're going to support it. I oh, didn't I say it. Oh, wait, hold on. You no, need, no, no, you, no, no, you're no, no, needing no. a goal. You need something to focus on. No, 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 you no. did all that to get into the Batman suit. Russ Rollins. I really respect you now for doing this. This is good. <laughs> there we you, go. You, you're doing a Russ. Thank no. you. I like Russ, I like, I like you doing a Russ. That's this good. Is, this is this screams exactly what you've been looking for. A motivation. Yeah. Russ, the Cupid undie run is. Uh, I'm going to pull it up right now. Angel, you just listened to hours of best of pulling or of the show. Did Russ Rollins actually rewind the tape? Jimmy, do you have the tape over there? From when when Russ admitted that he was going to do the keeper run? You have it over there, right? Never said. Uh, yeah. 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 Hey, what's up? It's me, Russ Rollins, from a long time ago when the mayor of that place came in. <laughs> he, hey, what's up, mayor? Hey, what's up? I'm the mayor of that place. <laughs> hey, man, I totally... I'm going to 100% do the Cupid run. Everybody's doing it in undies. I'm just going to have a little potato chip sack covering my nards. <laughs> the rest I'm running. Thank you, Ross. Thank you. Oh, let's hug. The only thing you didn't say is, oh, I'm that, an FBI agent. That's you eerie how, how similar that is. Yeah. That's, 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 uh, guys, have we not realized I have four voices? <laughs> yes. But, but you do them well. You do them well. You really yeah. do. When, it, when is the undie run? Let me, I was just in the middle of something, Russ. Let me find out. I know. Are you really? Look, He's man, you have to do it. I can see Russ. He, he likes a good bit. He's the king of bits. Come on, dude. This screams you. This is so you. This is so you. The undie run is super easy. You're just like up and down one block in downtown Orlando. I, I, know, I know you said you do it with me. I appreciate it's that, Angel. Not, dude, but, I, but I, I would do that every Friday it. night. It's not, it's not Russ's physique that he's worried about. It's the My Little Pony underwear. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I don't want to ruin it. Yeah. Um, Get dirty. Can we have our research team find that out for us, please? Well, I, well, I thought that was the I thought that was the charity, well, no, no, the, charity of the, the day. The, the, actually, it, it, the Children's Tumor Foundation people are the one that wrote me, uh, and the Cupid Undie Run is an amazing charity that supports it. If you ah. go to cupids.org, you'll find it. Right. Also, cupidsundierun.com. Okay. Mm. We'll get back to this, Russ. Don't worry. We're not going to let it go. Okay. How are you feeling about it? Are you thinking maybe you'll do it? Uh, no, it might motivate me if it's in June or July. It's not. It's in February. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> it's in February. That ain't happening. Yeah, that cold thing. Yeah. <laughs> and that eating thing. Yeah, that eating thing. <laughs> uh, His words, not mine. Yeah, really? I don't care if it's cold or not. I'll eat it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, go do that. Um, now, moving on. Well, first off. Dude, we could do this. What is it? When is it? We got to start today. Russ, start we, training. We okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no shame in my game. Yeah. Um, I, I, I might do it. Not really. February sixth. Oh my God! This is around the corner, dude. You can do week. it. In wrestling, dude, you were Mr. Wrestler Oviedo High, nineteen sixty eight. And yeah. if you think you can't pull that out again, nineteen sixty eight. I was born in sixty five. Sorry. Okay, I don't know your whole history, Russ. <laughs> he was a precocious wrestler. So. Oh wait, wait, wait. Date February fourth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we'll, we'll get right on that. All right, Russ, I believe in you. I know you can do it. Yeah. Okay, um, let's talk, let's talk about social media. Yes. We just had an excellent conversation with the yes. very funny Gary Owen about how important social media is. I would say if you want to keep up with the latest news, the most um, s the smartest opinion, you follow us. Right? right? Yes. Anything yeah. that has to do with anything. So yes. follow. You can follow me. It's very easy. You can watch Periscope right now. You download the app. It's a little camera that kind of pops up everywhere. And go to To The Top Carlos. That's also my Twitter feed as well. I'm on Facebook. 
Carlos Navarro. Russ Rollins, tell them about you. Uh, it's at Russ Rollins for Twitter, and then just uh, Russ Rollins uh, on Facebook, and then also you go to our website at Monsters.fm. There's all kinds of cool stuff there. You can... You sound like a little sad about it. No, no, no. I, I post it all. I post stuff all the time. You did, you know. Good. Yeah, you posted yesterday. Your little breakdown. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm starting to uh, listening to Dirty Jim. Yeah, yeah. No. I'm gonna start throwing in something negative into every uh, every post to uh, keep it real. It's not negative. It, oh. you, you completely missed the point. No, I, I, we have tape of Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. What did he say? <laughs> oh, well, you know, <laughs> the thing about this is you always gotta keep it real to the feel. All right. <laughs> real to the feel. Too Always much. something negative at the end of every post. Thank too you. Much, too much positive is fake. Is what he said. PTK. <laughs> was that it? I mean, I thought it was me. <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't, I wasn't talking because I didn't want to interrupt myself. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of Jimmy. Yeah, it's uh, Jim Colbert on Facebook. I also have a page, Dirty Jim, on Facebook. Primetime Kitchen, primetime one word. And uh, on Twitter, it's at uh, Jim the Dirty. Man. And what do we got online for primetime? Uh, well, tonight it's going to be a good show. We have um, uh, Craig Bissell, who is a wine expert, and oh. we talked to him about pairing up wines, finding a good wine, and breaking some of the myths of buying and drinking wine and uh, what goes with what. Uh, break that myth of that red with uh, meat and white with fish, pork type thing. Oh, that's not real? I mean, it, you can still do it, but oh. uh, you know, I, I think that's just a, one of those common misconceptions. Oh. The, whole, the whole aerating the wine and stuff, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. find out if that really matters. Because I've been it? in the business for years. And uh, I think the show's really, really good tonight. So uh, check it out, 8 o'clock, right after Tom and Dan. Nice. Angelito, you are a social media mogul. Yeah. Where, did, where can they find you? Uh, hit me up on uh, on all social media platforms. It's Official Angel. All of them, across the board. Even the ones that you don't think I know of, like Google+. Plus. I'm on there. What's Google+. Plus? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so Google decided they wanted to try to do these circles of friends. <laughs> so funny. And um, I don't know how it's working out for them. Yeah, they just got yeah. it there. But, uh, it's the number new... one website of uh, OurTime.com. Yeah, there's a new project that me and Carlos are working on. Yes. It's uh, The Adventures of Coco Rico and Black Carlos. Oh, my God. Uh, we'll have the new episode out here shortly. A graphic novel of that would be fantastic. Coco Rico. Jeff Howe, how do they find you, man? At uh, Caribbean Jeffy Pud. Uh, <laughs> Jeffy Pud? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either, but uh, you playing somewhere tonight? Yeah, I know. Actually, tomorrow will be at the Manatee Festival with Bubble Whoop Ass Wilson awesome. from 1 to 4 at Valentine Park, Orange City. Come out and see us. It's awesome. a great time. Real quick, big shout out. I love this guy, and I got to give him a shout out because oh, where did it all go? Oh, fun. Uh, there's somebody who who did something. Um, there's a dap. There's a famous dance called the dap, right? Yeah. Who's, yeah. who's famous for it? Cam. Exactly right. Yeah, Cam, Cam Newton. Blew it up. Well, it's official that now even babies are doing the dap. In North Carolina, there was a baby that their sonogram picture, he's doing the dap. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're calling this the miracle baby that is going to bring them the Super Bowl. Oh. Uh, we're going to put it up on Monsters.fm because it is really cute. It's this little baby. Yeah. And he's doing the dap. Russ, you do the dap every morning. I do. Yeah. Well, something you do. See, I'm cool like that. You are cool like that. But, it uh, must be the bangs. <laughs> she bangs. You she bangs. You understand, like, dudes don't call it bangs? What do, what do they call? I do. <laughs> I, that's, that's what I'm trying to help you out, bro. Listen to, to Angel you. and his, he's a stylish, cool guy, you know? But your bangs do look good. I'm a fan of the bangs. Thank you. But I'm a fan of Patrick Swayze the 80s. <laughs> people want you to take pictures of the bangs. This is a, a true text. Uh, take a picture of the bangs and put it on the website. Go to Periscope right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up close and personal. 
Russ's bangs. Dude, that's some thick-ass oh, hair. Yeah. It is. Mm. Look at that. Yeah. That's you, you got to give a shout out to the people who made that happen. I well yeah they, they uh, Dr. Bassett and his team OrlandoHairMD.com. I'd be bald like Dirty Jim if it weren't for them. <laughs> you didn't say Jim Howe. I know what I wear hats. <laughs> I wear hats yeah. It's not it's as smart. much fun to pick on the Jim Howe. It's true. That's true. Well, uh, we got some uh, motivation when we get back. All right, let's take a little break and we'll uh, get motivated. You're listening to the Monster of the Morning. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 